22 pages later with your hosts, The Cap, Mike the Finance Guy, and Ralph the Tech. Not rain, nor sleep, nor darker night will stop us from doing this goddamn podcast. Did you say sleep? Sleet. Wow. Sleet, fucker. I heard, I heard the same thing. Sleep, sleep would stop me from... <laughs> wait, wait, oh. Was that Ralph's voice or do we actually have a woman in this room? <laughs> I think it's the first woman that's been on this podcast. That's, and that's the only me. one that's been in my apartment. <laughs> Before we start, let's welcome everybody. Welcome everybody to the 23rd episode of Meanwhile, 22 Pages Later. I'm one of your hosts, The Cap, here with MFG, trending everywhere, Mike the Finance Guy. Bow wow wow yippee yo yippee yay bow wow yippee yo yippee yay. That's the blackest you've ever sounded. <laughs> and it wasn't that good. <laughs> that was pretty good for you. <laughs> and of course, our tech support, aka other host, Ralph the Tech, RT Square. Dead or alive, you're coming with me. Ah, <laughs> uh, giving people a preview of what we're going to talk about today. Yes, yes. And an additional voice here with us. Actually, you've heard her voice before because she's done the intro for us. So I'll be happy to say the voice of Meanwhile 22 Pages Later, the shrilly but always beautiful Miss Gigi. Don't suck up to me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm not sucking up. I'm just being honest. Mm-hmm. You're beautiful. But I said shrilly. So, you know, it's an insult and a compliment together. Mm-hmm. But, but more importantly, all right, you're here now. We finally get an answer to our question. That, I, all right. Go for it. Go for it. When you say Ralph the Tech, <laughs> you curl the arm. <laughs> did you do an extra? She did. Or not? I she do looked. roll my R's See? because I am Hispanic. But because I can't mention um, someone else's name, <laughs> Cap, um, I couldn't roll my R's any other way. So um, deal with it. Told you. You did not roll your R's. Yes, I, yes I, you did. Whatever. Anyway, <laughs> good to have you on the show finally. We've been talking about it for a while and we talk about you so many times that it's good to actually have you on. Yay. And have you give your expertise. But we're not talking about, um, what's that stupid show on ABC? The Once Upon a Time. Once the Upon good a one. Time, the good one that you never watch. That shit is fucking garbage. When's the next time we can guarantee that the cap has an accident falling down his steps so that we can have you on and we'll talk about Once Upon a Time? When does the season come back on? <laughs> That's the day. I guess I won't Plan be. on the cast. <laughs> yeah, and, and Miss G here lives about six flights up, so it'd be a horrible fall. Oh, yeah. <laughs> ba-doom, ba-doom, ba-doom. Oh, wait, he's going on the landing. Kick him around. <laughs> he stopped at the third floor. Kick him again <laughs> you're so mean all right <laughs> but let's not have Gigi's presence interrupt us from getting into the flow of the show so let's begin with what we always do a little bit of some quick news and now the quick news with Mike the finance guy and Ralph and Kyle. well here we are with the quick news and um, it's going to be damn quick today because I've got no news. What? Are you serious? Well, that's probably good news. Isn't that the old saying? <laughs> <laughs> that's probably good news. No, no news, news is good news. <laughs> I've got nothing. There is not anything worth talking about, at least that I could find to talk about. Uh, I guess. I mean, I, I heard one thing um, that I guess, and um, I don't know where it, this event was, but Ellen Page, um, the, the girl who's playing Kitty Pride in the new X-Men movie. Ooh. Miss Juno herself? Yes, Miss Juno announced that she is lesbian. Really? Oh, I didn't well, hear about yeah, that at all. Yeah, it, it came out yesterday. She she had made the announcement saying, look, all these years I've been hiding, I haven't been myself, and, you know, I just wanted to give, you know, I, I think it was a, a LGBTQ um, event, 
Okay. And she made the announcement. Oh, fantastic. And props to her. I was like, all yeah. right, cool. Good stuff. You know, I mean, not, not to belittle it at all. I mean, it's just, it's just such a shame that women have less problem coming out. In the I, I was going to say that too. Yeah. And in sporting. I mean, you know, not to make any kind of fun or be making fun or anything like that. You know, versus guys, it's you know because immediately, especially if they were action heroes, you know, you know, you just don't see them right away anymore. Or right, you know, and we know what's going on with the sports. With what was that guy, Michael Sam? Yeah, Michael Sam. You know, and all that nonsense. But uh, good for her. Yeah, I was, I was like, wow. And then I looked at the rest of my feed. I'm like, okay, Ellen Page announcing she's gay, and there's nothing else in in comic book or or, or movie news. No, no oh. new castings for that 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 um saga that we know as as the Man of Steel turns. Oh God, no. I'm still waiting for them to just call it Batman versus Superman. <laughs> <laughs> or oh, you mean Justice League? Oh, yeah. that's what, uh, what was that? Kevin Smith is into that. <laughs> oh man! Well, uh, yeah, Kevin Smith is kind of on his on his podcast. Why are we pushing another podcast? <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> but one thing Kevin Smith has made public is that he's saying, "I just think it's a way of making it a Justice League movie. That's why they're moving it back a year." Yeah, I don't think that they'll. I mean, if they tried to actually make a Justice League movie. It would be the largest mistake they could possibly ever make because then they would go from, yeah, again, we have to exclude comic book people. I mean, obviously we know our stuff. The rest of the world that may only have a little knowledge from cartoons or whatever or none at all that's going to be a movie movie going audience is just going to be sitting there going, all right, who's that character? What's that character? What is she doing? Why are they, you know, it's it, in other words, without any lead in. It's going to be a bunch of why, why am I watching this? Or we're just going to get nine hours of backstory and then 30 minutes of a movie. Yeah. <laughs> kind of like what we're going to be talking about later. <laughs> yeah, there was that. Yeah, we'll talk about that <laughs> later on in the podcast. But wow, no quick news. That's, it's, that's the first time since we've been doing quick news that you've had no quick news. Yeah, you know. yeah. okay. But you know, that gives us room to have Gigi talk more. Yeah. No, no pressure. No pressure. <laughs> yeah, no pressure. And I'm not doing the quick news. Do you have any quick news? <laughs> I just gave mine. I contributed. There we go. Yeah, well, I, I thought we had her on. We wanted to talk more about like the new discoveries in the black holes and metaphysics. <laughs> I heard there's other planets discovered. You know, yeah, I'm only good news. with wrestling. That's as far as my nerdiness goes. We, well, that explains the singlet that you're wearing. <laughs> <laughs> well, also, remember, we only do one wrestling reference per show, so let's see if G can catch it. There's always one wrestling reference. That, that's my other quick news before we get on to the first part of the show. Did you hear that The Rock has been hinting that he is going to be in the Justice League movie? Well, there's been a lot of outcry for The Rock, and most people want him to be um, Black Stewart. Adam. No, I have not heard John Stewart. I heard John Stewart. Everybody wants him to be Black he, Adam. He, he would be a horrible John Stewart. He tweeted that he, that he was going to be in the Justice League movie. He said something about him being a Green Lantern. I'm like... Holy God, smoke. That God no. Horrible. I would not want to see Rock being Green Lantern. No. Well, John Stewart's a more military kind of muscular Green Lantern. But he's and not black. military muscular. Yeah, I don't want and to and see he's not him black. As Green Wait, well, the Rock's not black? He's not black black. He's he's oh, part I'm sorry, black, black, and black. black. It's the same way Obama's not black. Are we going to go there? No, but Obama the look, Rock I'm is talking Samoan. about No, I'm right exactly. I'm talking visually. Like Obama looks black whether or not we're talking about Him and the, the Rock are the same fucking skin tone. Get out of here. No, it's not. The Rock has a pure suntan year round. That's a suntan, honey. And and Obama gets lighter in the winter months. I don't think so. Only no, when he's but he doesn't a... go out on vacation. Yeah, but only when he's, he's listening to his like... Thriller album. Wow. <laughs> I, I, I was gonna say Obama gets lighter when when, when his approval rating's down. Oh, where's my where's my drum roll? There we go. He only okay. gets lighter when Michelle finds him in the Oval Office with another person. 
Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. But yeah, so that, that's what I've heard. That's the only other quick news I had that The Rock was kind of hinting on Twitter that he's been talking with DC about something. But now, he's also been talking with Marvel, too. Right. Well, he's been talking. I, there's been for months, actually, about like him talking about having been in talks with DC. So I don't know where any of that's going, really. You know, yeah. I, like I said, I mean, you know, most people really would want him to be Black Adam, and he would make a perfect Black Adam visually, right? You know, just visually, he is Black Adam. I mean, there's just no question about that. But then he has to act. Yeah. And mind you, I don't think The Rock is a horrible actor. No. But I think for, there's certain things he can't do, and if a certain kind of action he can do, and certain action, he, like Fast Six and Fast Five, right. he was great. Right. He was great. He did what he had to do. Yeah. I mean, the Rock is okay. I mean, he's no, you know, great actor like John Cena. <laughs> oh yeah that's a great actor yeah i i actually sat through watching uh what was that movie the, the marines oh my god i was stuck watching that on, a, on so an airplane years ago you had to go through that movie i i just no yeah i'm not sure about talking about john cena during a comic book podcast would be a really good yeah. idea well at least he was smart enough not to do marines too yeah <laughs> that, that was that was the Miz who did that no no um randy orton did that randy orton did no marine two no and- it was not randy orton it, it was Ted DiBiase Jr. It was Ted DiBiase. Yeah, John wow. Cena didn't do the Marine because he was doing that stupid uh, kids Nickelodeon movie. What really? was it? What was that? Getting yeah. a divorce. Um. <laughs> That's a Nickelodeon movie. Wow, Nickelodeon's for adults now. Nickelodeon. <laughs> <laughs> Well, let's let's get off wrestling for a second because that's safe for another podcast. Um, shout out to all the wrestling fans out there. Yeah, including Big Kev. Weapon. No, I'm just looking online, and it did say that The Rock has been tied to DC Comics roles in the past, uh, specifically for uh, Black Adam and Lobo. Lobo. I knew there was another one that people keep throwing up. Lobo. Lobo. I don't ever Lobo, want to see Lobo baby. unless they make a solo Lobo movie, and I'm not saying I want to see that. That's the only way I want to see Lobo if they're if I have to see him on the screen. Because then you can keep it all tongue in cheek. You can make it right. all jokes and kind of. Keep oh yeah, it, it should just like, be him and you know some throwaway characters they haven't used in like fifty years in their comic books, and he just you, deals with them. You could almost do it like a machete, like machete, yeah, exactly. or you could do it like like Desperado, where it's meant to be funny and meant to be stupid. Right. Yeah, I I agree. Okay. Yeah. All right. So let's move away from quick news and move into the first segment of the show. Um, for those who haven't been watching TV or don't own a TV, Walking Dead continued its season last Sunday. Woo! Thank God. Yeah. It was getting boring. Oh. Yippee. Yay. Oh. <laughs> what moron wouldn't Yippee. be watching Walking Dead? I don't know, but that is one dumb fucker. I mean, just what the hell kind of a loser of life would not be watching The Walking Dead? The guy that has an IQ of over a thousand that knows good quality TV. No, no, no. You're reading it reversed in the mirror. It's 0001. <laughs> I knew something was wrong. Well, I mean, even though Ralph doesn't like The Walking Dead, The Walking Dead's back, and now that football's over, Sundays are now totally dedicated to catching up with our favorite um, tribe of people. I don't know if you'd call them a tribe now because of what's happened. But Our favorite zombies of Sundays. Well, I mean, the zombies are our favorite, but the people running away from the zombies are good too, right? I like it all. Yeah. And speaking of you liking it all, something tells me that Mike has a synopsis for us. You better be watching it. <laughs> How's that for a synopsis? That's one hell of a synopsis. <laughs> Mike's been getting shorter with his synopsis. Synopsis. Synopsis? Whatever. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> we right. an English program. Continue. <laughs> so uh, last Sunday the 9th, we just started up on season four, episode number nine of The Walking Dead. Uh, we pick up in the aftermath of, of the devastation that was caused by the governor and his army. Uh, from that, we know Herschel is dead and the governor is dead. 
And now what we pick up is that the prisoners from the, I'm sorry, the survivors from the prison have been separated and we don't know what members have located each other or which ones are even still alive. And in this particular episode, we're focusing on Michonne, who is traveling alone, and Rick, who is totally fucked the hell up, <laughs> who is walking along with his son, Carl. Right. And their adventures. And that's what we're up to. That's a quick summary. All right. So, the adventures of Rick and Carl. <laughs> that's what, the, what this episode was, pretty much. Yeah. And without yeah. giving... Well, more Carl. <laughs> and, and without doing a Ralph. Without doing a Ralph. Which Let's... Ralph can't do. <laughs> Aren't <Ralph>? you glad? <laughs> no, I think the audience is glad. <laughs> hey. I'm just saying. If I get one more, yo, I love Ralph, but tell him he spoils one more shit, I'm going to fuck him up. Hey, if I get that one more time, I'm going to give him your number. <laughs> Go right ahead. I'll tell him it's not my fault he ain't watching shit. Yo, Kev, Ralph's number is. <laughs> <laughs> five, five, five. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, so let's open it up. What did you think of... Um, Gigi, Mike, what did you guys think of the first episode of the, of the second half of the season? I think it was pretty kick-ass. Um, Loved it. I love how they really focused on Michonne and her own world and how she was walking with this pack of zombies and how she just went on like a killing spree and just started slashing all these zombies from left to right. And for Carl not thinking, you know, hey, fuck you, dad, you know, and I'm gonna do me and... He almost gets killed. I, I was hoping that some zombie bit him in the ass to give him a good taste of his own <laughs> wow, medicine. Wow, you would want Carl to bite it, huh? Yeah, why not? Let wow. him be a little zombie. He needs to get... Well, my philosophy about Carl is nothing against Carl the actor. It's just any teenager should just be killed. <laughs> wow. He was annoying from the beginning of nah. the whole entire season. <laughs> no, actually, I do like Carl. I, I mean, I've grown to like him. Mean, it's just I just make fun of him because he's a teenager. But in what is that makes him annoying um, is also what makes him endearing is the fact that they are actually honestly writing him like a teenager. We're not right. getting typical TV teenager writing, which is just, I say something smart and smarmy and then life just goes on. It's like, no, being a teenager, I mean, I remember how often I wished family members dead. I mean, yeah, you really meant it. I mean, like, you know, that just that angst that gets you or that, that yeah. momentary, your hormones are flipping out on you. You, you, you want to be grown up, but then you want to be a kid. You know, it's everything from I want my dolly to I want to see R-rated films. You know, like <laughs> right. it's, it's just the whole right. gamut. You know? And I like that that they do that with Carl. And I think that's why I love him slash can't stand him half the mm-hmm. time. Yeah, yeah I, definitely, I definitely like the fact that Carl, um, like you said, they fleshed it out in a real way. And the fact that he had that teen angst and it was totally, you know, when you've, I mean, I've never told my dad, fuck you. God rest his soul. But if I ever told my dad, fuck you, or, or like, you you know, you're dead to me. I've thought in my head. I've grumbled things to him. And to watch Carl do that, and you can understand, you know, within the zombie apocalypse, you know, he'd be, and how everything transpired between Shane and between right. mom. And, you know, yeah, right. he'd be pretty fucking mad. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I, I, I mean, well, I never cursed in front of my mother. I never cursed anywhere around my mother. It just, um, just wasn't what I did at the home. But. Um, well, she's Spanish. She knew how to throw a, a slipper and to turn corners. You no, know, she, she, no, she was a black woman. <laughs> so, oh, she, she, what, she just knocked down walls? Michael. <laughs> what did you say? She was five, she's five, two and a quarter, and yet I still was afraid of her at my six foot two self. <laughs> you know? But you never cursed in front of her? No, never did. I, I never even said hell or damn in front of her. I mean, wow. I just, she was not a cursor herself, so I just never cursed around her. But, um, where I was going with that? Oh, so that, but I do remember as a teenager or even preteen, you know, like, you know, you get into those heated, like, you know, something stupid, like, you know, she wants you to do something like pick up the trash. 
which turns into a big argument because you, you didn't your do job. it. <laughs> right, exactly. So, of course, you didn't do it, which turns into, I hate you. I wish you were dead. I mean, you know, I mean, how many times teenagers say something along that combination? Yeah. And, you know, it, it happens. It's like know? every other sentence. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> but between that and you've ruined my whole life. It's like, give me a dollar. I hate you. Right. <laughs> I'm going to the movies. I hate you. I don't need you at all in my life. I could do just as well without you. Can I have some money? <laughs> oh, that was me. That was get, That's all of us. Now he ends up sitting on the roof. I'm going to eat this pudding. <laughs> that funny. was a big fucking tub of pudding. Yeah, that was the largest the fact, tub of chocolate pudding I've ever seen. Oh, my God. The fact that he's like, I ate it all by myself. You must be shitting bricks. That's all I kept, well, you know, all I kept bricks, thinking. Shit and syrup. That, all I kept thinking was, I'm like, Oh, I do not want to be in that bathroom after him. <laughs> because you'll be disgusted slash hungry for dessert. <laughs> yeah, but it's a zombie time. apocalypse. You're taking a poop on the side of the road. You're like, oh. well, actually, no, you can stop in somebody's house. What am I thinking? You can be like, oh, I guess nobody's here. <laughs> yeah, but you can't flush it. So the next person that comes in is like, oh, I got to use the bathroom. Oh, man. What's, what's oh, it? I wish I'd been eaten by a zombie. This is disgusting. <laughs> or you don't flush because of the zombies. <laughs> you're like, oh, my God, I'm going to alert them. <laughs> That'd be pretty damn nasty. But uh, no, the episode was good. I loved, uh, like I said, the Michonne story. We finally got a little backstory on Michonne. Finally, mm-hmm. yes. Finally, you know, um, and you don't get a lot, but it was just well done. What I liked too was that they did it differently. Usually you get an actual backstory, like clips of the life of what someone did or whatever. Whereas this one was a dreamy slash nightmare kind of hallucination-y kind of a backdrop. And I like that. I love the way uh, when she's, you know, and it's just great to see her. You know, she's got a little bit of makeup on. I mean, she just... You know, you knew she was an attractive kind of woman. It's hard to tell I was just in, the, gonna in, the, say that, in this, yeah. this apocalyptic world that you're in. But when she's in makeup, you're like, wow, she's beautiful. And then yeah. I don't know if anyone, just to quickly divert off of that, um, if you watched any of the Talking Dead. I watched the entire thing, yeah. yeah. When yes. she's on that, because I usually don't watch the Talking Dead, but every now and then if they have a cast member I haven't seen or someone I want to even just hear talk, you know, like out of out of character. Um, so I watched because her, and she's just Beautiful. She's stunning. Actually, she's beautiful. stunning. I was, I was like, wow. You know, yeah. with, with no hair. Because I with, used to wonder whether or not she wore dreads, you know, normally. Yeah, no, you really, it makes you wonder, like, is that her real hairstyle, like, on an everyday basis? Right. Or this is just her character? And the fact that she was pretty much balding, like, hey. Yeah. I was like, oh, okay. But I had to admit, though, like, um, I used to wonder if the dreads that we always see her in were hers. But that was an obvious hair piece she had on in her vision. Because it was just yeah. really weird the way the hair, it was kind of like supposed to be au natural and then had these weird dreads sticking out of it here and there. And I'm like, that looks like a, like, like what you put a pot plant in that like that, that, <laughs> that like that, that natural peat moss or whatever is that, whatever that you put a plant in. It was really weird looking. Like, yeah. 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 But, um, but I just love, like, I didn't realize the kind of scene it was. At first I thought it was a pure um, flashback until she was cutting like bread or, or cheese or something with a knife. And it was a regular size kitchen knife. And then she went to clean it off with a paper towel and she's pulling and it's her katana. Yeah. And I'm like, wait, I had to rewind it. I'm like, wait, wasn't she just cutting that with a knife, not a katana? And then I'm like, oh, this isn't reality of a flashback. This is her mind right. going through the motion, you know? It, yeah. It, it, so it was pretty funky. She was tripping, is what you're saying? Just about. I mean, the way the flashback went, it was. I mean, it wasn't like psychedelic, but it... it it just kept blending one reality into the next, you know, so that, like I said, so she's cutting with a knife, then you see her cleaning her katana, so her, both her past and present world were starting to combine in her memories, and that's what we're supposed to be realizing is that there was a, a big contrast going on in her, her psyche. 
And especially when, when I mean, all of those who have been watching the show, Michonne doesn't smile throughout the entire show. Yeah. And now in middle America, it's like, oh, angry black woman doesn't smile. It's not a surprise. But, <laughs> but, but for the rest of us. And now we apologize to all the black women in the room. We're sorry. God. Oh, angry black woman. <laughs> angry black woman. What do y'all talk about? I ain't I smile. angry. <laughs> I smile while beating your ass. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh like, <laughs> but all jokes aside, what I'm saying is that throughout that entire series, Michonne has smiled. She smiled maybe twice. I thought once, once it was gas. I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the other one was with Carl. I hope it wasn't gas then. <laughs> well, maybe she had the chocolate pudding as well. Oh, <laughs> isn't she chocolate pudding? Oh, here we go. Oh, here we are now. <laughs> How's that the creep bell? <laughs> oh, that wasn't creepy. I think it was. <laughs> All right, whatever. But what I'm just trying to say is to have her consistently be. I guess I mean you. I guess you would you would characterize her as stoic, I not guess. stoic, but but like very like steady. Right. I'll well, say steady. She's no, been and, and even stoic. I mean, stoic is right. I mean, but also I never. I mean, definitely she has anger, but I also just took her as um, just aggressive. I mean, you know, basically she because she was she was focused very angry. I'll say yeah. focused too yeah. because you know exactly. like yeah. where other people are like, oh, we do this. Well, what about this? She's like, what is, what's the mission? What are we doing? Right. And it's very like, okay, what do we got to do? Yeah. Every time. Yeah. And but what's you never the so- next move? Like, what are we doing? What's the next move? Let's execute it. Exactly. Meanwhile, meanwhile Andrew's crying, oh my God, I don't know who did Just shut up. Yeah. Well, come on. <laughs> God, I'm glad that she, yeah. she died. Which is, again, what I said that, what I like about Andrea was that um, as much as I hated her character, it told me as an actress that she did a good job because I really hated her. Yeah. <laughs> like, if I was this year on another show, I'd turn it off. Just because I was just so angry at her. Right. She, just made so many bad decisions, and at the end, you know, I thought it was a good ending for her. But but again, right. we get off the point, right? But uh, yes, just just to watch Michonne in her dream state, and we get a, a, a taste of who she was before the zombie right. apocalypse, and to see her smiling, and, yeah. and you just see her, you know, which got creepy after a while because she just kept smiling. Yeah, and, and, and I like that, and I like that choice by the director right. because he could have easily had her horrified the minute she started seeing things change. But right. the fact that it's a dream, and, and you don't realize that things are kind of turning. A certain way until way 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 later and she's still smiling and grinning when all these gruesome images i don't want to give too much away right. but these gruesome images of what's going on yeah it's like whoa it was pretty it was really really cool and it gave us a, a taste of who michonne was before the apocalypse right. and also like that uh we did get what we assumed anyhow was uh remember in the episode where uh beth gives her um judith to hold and she's like i don't want to hold the baby and then eventually she does and she starts crying and kissing the baby and you're like, I wonder if Michonne had a kid. And then you realize she I had, had a kid. I had a feeling she did, yeah. Yeah, you kind of figured from that reaction that must be the case. But again, we had no backstory. So I thought it was just great to see that. And, well, and you know, you got a lot of taste. Thanks for spoiling that for me. <laughs> Ralph? Spoiled? Aww. A Mark- black woman with a baby? What? <laughs> well, <laughs> and now we apologize to all black mothers out there. Sorry. <laughs> you know who you are, you mother. <laughs> but, I mean, between Michonne and then the whole Rick and Carl dynamic. Yeah. And even just watching Rick being fucked up from he the beginning of the episode. Beating the shit out of him. But what I like that though, because how many shows, which is all of them, even if it's a continuation of a, or a pickup, it's always, I got the crap beaten out of me and somehow I'm mostly fine. Like, you know what I mean? Like everyone's- I, sh- I shook it off. Yeah, you know, yeah, I'm good now. It's like, no, I mean, he could barely walk. <laughs> You know? He was like unconscious for what, like two, three days in a row in this episode? I think it was a whole day. It was a whole day. Yeah, it was a whole, day, a whole yeah. day. But did, was it that he punctured a, a, a broken rib or something? Couldn't have punctured a lung. I, I think he broke a rib, yeah. Yeah, I think that's what we were supposed to get when he was looking in the mirror. But uh, it was. Maybe it's just a bruised rib. 
Yeah, here we, here we go. Here we go. Ralph, Ralphonomics. I mean, not Ralphonomics. <laughs> Ralph Logic. That should be its own segment. Ralph Logic. <laughs> that would be an awesome segment. Oh my god, that shit would be unbelievably horrible. <laughs> no. Here he goes commenting on zombie shit, which number one he's never seen, and number two he feels he has hey, the answer. I saw one episode and about like ten seconds of the other one. All right. He's that guy in you the room that says, You have no what? right to state your opinion about any of this. <laughs> then no. You no. know what? You know what? Just to spite you guys, I'm going to watch it. I'm going to catch up. Have a marathon. Do. Yeah. yeah. He'll watch it. And then next thing he'll be like, This is the greatest show ever. Did you guys ever see The Walking Dead? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I saw an episode or two. Why? You know, he'll do what he do on the show when we say things and then he repeats what we just said. <laughs> what about this? We should do a Walking Dead episode. <laughs> you know what? I'm probably going to watch it and I'm going to be like, You know, this is the greatest show ever. You ever seen The Walking Dead? but so far i mean i like where they're going with this i like the fact that at the end of the the, at the middle break at the the mid-season finale i can't even say that because it just doesn't make sense to me but the mid-season finale break when they divided the group into all these different people i like that because i said okay now you can tell more stories and you can kind of spread it out you don't have to talk about the entire group right you can either jump you know you can have an episode where you're talking about one group versus you know and then another group, or you can talk about one group the entire time, right. and then next week we can talk about another group. Well, it gives a chance to not only freshen up your storytelling, it also gives us a chance to, um, it gives us and the writers as well, a chance to delve into individual characters a little bit more. I mean, you know, obviously it's not going to be one at a time, but like, for instance, I'm, I'm not a fan of Tyrese, so I'm hoping that wherever he is, because I mean, it's kind of hard from the clips to tell, is he... Is he with like Daryl or he's, Maggie? It or? seems like he's with Daryl with with Dar- with the Daryl group. Okay, but yeah. you know, I mean, I just want to. I mean, again, I want to. I want them to give. I want a chance for for them to show me why I want to care about him as a character because so far I don't care about him. I'm like, to me, it's one of those like, you should be the next to die. I was about to say, you, you, are you having that itch? He should be the one to go. Yeah. Well, I was kind of hoping he was going every single time they took a shot at him. I'm wondering if like one of those little girls actually took Rick's baby. Oh, you mean that psycho? Yeah, the psycho little chick with like that looks like she's gonna kill you in your sleep. Like, she's not psycho; she's just well trained. You mean you mean Mini Carol? Yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm wondering if that's gonna be like another twist later on, um, where you'll see like the little girl like being held by one of the other people that was taken, not by a zombie right. or something like that. You know, I, and I'm, I mean, oh, sorry. Go ahead. I mean, it it to me, I'm just like you know. If they took the kid and then made it in a twist, that's great. If they didn't and the zombies get it, meh. Yeah, I'm just, I, again, I don't, even though I own like the first, I think, quarter of the, uh, as a compilation of the, the series, I've never read the comic book really. Um, so I don't know what's current, what's canon or whatever. So I don't know, you know, what's going on if there is a baby still or whatever in the comics. But TV wise, I think, I don't know if I've said it on this show or if I just was talking to a friend once. On your other show? <laughs> oh, my, oh, my other show. <laughs> Have you ever seen it? I, my other name is Jimmy Fallon. <laughs> I'm a horrible comedian in my other show. Um, <laughs> no, um, I don't know if I had said it with friends or if I had said it on the show once before. I'm okay. I'm actually very okay with there being no baby, only because of the logistics of it. Mm-hmm. In other words, in the prison where you've told me that you've stocked up on baby formula. Because remember, this isn't a toddler. This is a baby. I mean, this baby is only, what, three months maximum, probably? Yeah. She looked kind of big, though, when they, when, they, when they were taking her out of the prison. I was yeah, like, that's but, a big fucking baby. Yeah, but what I the mean, fuck but, are they feeding it? But time, Zombies? You know, they haven't been doing like a lot of floating time here, so I'm going like three months. Right. Even it, four. It, even just say four. Okay, yeah. that's argument. Four. It's still a baby, and it's still eating baby food. So that's the whole point. It needs baby food. They're not just going to be strolling upon baby food out now that they're all freed up. You know what I mean? You're not going to like... 
you know, go, oh, there's a squirrel, there's an acorn, and there's a bottle of Gerber's. You know, it's it's just not going to happen that way. So the baby now just seems like such a liability to write into a story. Mm-hmm. You know, like, for instance, it's going to cry. So there goes your being silent. It's got to be hungry. Where are you going to find food? Where are you going to find food that a baby could eat? Even if you found berries, you know, and things like this. It's, it's just, to me, logistically a, a bad story writing plot by that point and i i would just be happy if they got rid of it i'll use ralph logic that's easy to solve yeah night well, quill. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, i'm sure night quill's your solution to every problem <laughs> that's the solution to a lot of shit well, here's some real ralph logic for your son all right here's what you do first you find a cow oh, right find go. a cow <laughs> you, if you, you can't find a cow you mean a free roaming cow yes if, if you can't find a cow go for a goat goat milk is just as good yeah, for all those goats that are around in Virginia. And, and then on top of that, <laughs> I mean Atlanta. And, and then on top of that, milk it without it kicking you in the fucking face. It's be- not. Listen, don't want you to milk it. No, and you have to know how to milk it. Milk it. You don't just. I've, I've, I've watched people milk it. They say you just can't just tug on it. It's a, it's, a, it's a technique. Yeah. Well, you got to take it out. It's like masturbation. It's like it's a technique. You have to take it out. You have to take it out to dinner first. <laughs> you got to wind it a little bit. Take it out to dinner. Mike knows what I'm talking about. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, right that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm the crazy one. <laughs> hey, You're the be- crazy one that thinks you can survive with just one tank. <laughs> I can. Wait, he yeah. survive with more than one tank? <laughs> well, see, I can't drive more than one tank unless I have some robotic equipment to build, you know, a universal robot. And that's just flying thing. around the, yeah. the zombie apocalypse. <laughs> and we're not doing anything robotic until the next segment of the show. <laughs> <laughs> so Where, was he going to get that robotic equipment from Radio Shack and Shambles? Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure there won't be any lines. I'll be in and out in a second, and the people will be just as helpful. <laughs> wow! Well, I guess we will are. never be sponsored by Radio Shack. <laughs> Shit or baby food, but um, nice. but yeah. So I mean, that's that to me the baby. I just find just from a writing point of view and a believability point of view, just a liability. Now that you you're not in the safe confines of the prison, so you know if the baby's dead, I'm happy with it. If they if it's not, then I'm like, eh, where are we going to go? Who'd ever thought you'd say that out loud? The safe confines of a prison. <laughs> out of context, it just doesn't sound right. It just doesn't. Well, I'm usually only out for a year before I murder somebody and then I'm back in. So it's pretty much the safe confines for me. Oh, man. So they keep oh, it so on. nice and warm for yeah. him. Three square meals, heat, air conditioning, all the sex you could ever want. <laughs> or not want. Or not want. <laughs> but you're getting it anyway. I was about to say, all the sex that you have to endure. <laughs> oh shit! Thursday is, 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 is damn. <laughs> damn. <laughs> what do you have that bell on loop? <laughs> I was gonna say. Speak, uh, speaking of sex, I was saying, you know, isn't it kind of like the lunch menu? You know, when you were a kid and you'd go to the lunchroom, and back in the day, or at least when I was growing up, they would have your lunch meal planned out in right. elementary school. Yeah. I wonder if the jail ran that way too. Like, yeah, Monday it's Big Black Earl. Tuesday <laughs> it's Little Jimmy. Oh, I can't wait for Tuesday. It won't be <laughs> It's just like waiting for the, the Wieners and Beans Day. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but, but before before we close out, I want to ask you, what are you expecting, Gigi and Mike, from this season? Are you expecting something from either from those characters that we saw from this episode or from any of the other characters? Do you expect something or do you hope something happens? Um, I expect either by the end of this season or somewhere early on, this is... Again, just my thing. I expect Maggie to be dead. I don't want her to be dead. I just expect her to be dead. Maggie? Only because of, again, I, and I know I've talked about this with um, several of you guys off, uh, off podcast, that when 
in what the I think the very first episode of this season when Glenn took that Polaroid of her, it was just one of those things that just sounded like now I have an image of the woman I love when she was asleep and she's like, oh, it was a bad picture. He's like, no, you look beautiful. It was just so touching that I'm like, yeah, it's pretty much time for you to die. So he has a memory of you. you right. Know? It's just one of those things. I mean, it's just a storytelling thing. It's not, again, it's not a wish because I like it, Maggie. It's, it's foreshadowing. Die, yeah. bitch. Yeah. Die. I, don't, I don't love Maggie, but I like Maggie. I like yeah. Maggie. I like Maggie. Yeah. I think she's I don't so like great. Beth. No. I just... She she, oh, you you have this thing against teenagers Hi. and children. You just want the zombie apocalypse <laughs> to be all adults. You want it to be like fucking what? What's the name of that thing? Um, in Atlantis, it's like an all do, uh, all adults um resort. Oh, oh, I understand. Yeah, yeah. So, so we want the zombie apocalypse. No, all adults, no kids. No kids allowed. <laughs> or like my friend has a no a no a no kid wedding. I don't want kids at my wedding. You don't want kids during the zombie apocalypse. Well, don't have sex before that wedding. <laughs> 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 Ladies and gentlemen, Mike's um, instructions for you, swallowing. <laughs> that, I wanted a brunch for that one. That was pretty funny. Oh, fuck. <laughs> so, Gigi, is there anything you're expecting to see or you hope to see by I the end of this? I kind of want to see a show off between Rick and, oh my God. Daryl? D- not well, Daryl. No, not Daryl. my two favorites. Daryl will not really fight Rick. He won't. He'll, if anything, it's an alliance. He'll go with it and everything like that. It's, he'll grumble, but he, you know, I yeah, think he'll follow Rick. Exactly. And those are my two favorite characters. Yeah, no. Um, oh, my God. What was the woman that left? That Rick Carol? told her. Carol. Carol. There you go. I would like to see a show off between Carol and oh, Rick. Oh, show, a showdown between those a two? A showdown, yeah. Like, you mean a to the death or just a final argument? Fuck to, it, to the death. To, to the, the death. death. Wow. There you <laughs> go. Well, then I don't think Daryl is going to be quite nice to Rick after that episode. <laughs> you know? To the death. Go. That's my old pussy. What are you doing? <laughs> I want to see. And he would basically be like, "No, we're not going to do this." Until and, she turns into a zombie, and then he's gonna. Daryl's gonna have to cut her head off. I just think that if she start off where she comes, you know, Carol comes back all angry, you know, ready for Rick's head, and Rick's like, you know, Carol, I, I just don't think that's right. You know, hitting the woman, Michonne, take her down. <laughs> Swing. <laughs> no, no, no. With our luck, Michonne will ha- will have seen the light. I can't cut no more zombies. I want to plant plant. Um, oh, what are you, Wolverine? Now, <laughs> wow. <laughs> what I'll say is, I'm hoping to see a lot more interesting things from. Um, I definitely want to see Glenn and Mag. See what happens there. Yeah, I definitely want to see some kind of resolution. I think Glenn should die. Oh, I, I think, love Glenn. Oh, because he's Asian, whatever. <laughs> I didn't know that mattered, but okay. <laughs> I just threw it out there. I said, let me just throw a race thing. Wasn't he dying, though? Well, he, was, he, had the, he had the illness. He had the, that right. swine. But then he was getting better. It's just that he wasn't completely healed yet. No, he needs to die. No, it's Glenn. Glenn's see, the, see, he's see, the one that goes get I'm stuff. right. It is because he's Asian, because they have to keep a certain quota. Well, there, well, there is that. He is the only one. Right. So he can't die. <laughs> and, and Tyrese, there's, you know, still has to worry about that black guy that's the alcoholic. Right. Because like, they only have one black guy. And there's two now. What's that? That's the sound of Tyrese's number. And you know Michonne's already looked at, what's her name? Is it not Sarah? What's the girl's? Oh, Tyrese's Tyrese's sister. You know, she's like, I'll take you down. If it's only going to be one of us, I'll take you down. There shall only be one. But um, no, I, but I, I just I really do like Glammy. My my favorites. I'm trying to think. It might even be in order. I really love uh, Rick, Daryl, and then Michonne, Carl, and then well, actually no, Glenn. No, I'm sorry, Michonne, Glenn, and Carl. That's my order. All right. That's that's my favorite five right there. A lot of my favorites are dead. <laughs> well, that just goes to tell you how you pick them. <laughs> I wouldn't put them in danger like that. I'd put them all in the tank and drive on home. That's a, that's rough logic for you. Drive them over to Ralph. Damn straight. Drive them over to Ralph. 
Where's Ralph? Uh, oh, there he is. <laughs> Turn into a zombie. No. Trying to drive a tank. <laughs> hey, I haven't seen zombies get through a tank's armor, right? No, but we've seen lots of dead zombie people in the tanks. And we've well, seen also um, tanks being all on the side of the road or where they've been because they run out of gas. Well, obviously, my tank will be solar powered. Do it. <laughs> Wait, so are you building? Are you building a tank? Blow your you mind. are doomed. Who are says you? I can't blow? Who says I can't build a tank? Holy man! Did you say he's doomed or he's doom? There's only he's one doomed. doom. There okay. is only one doom. There we go. <laughs> and yes, I do own a solar powered tank. <laughs> See, if doom can have one, why can't oh, I? Boy. Because Lex Luthor doesn't know shit. <laughs> <laughs> so says Doom. Does he? <laughs> All right, all right. So there you have it. A quick synopsis on the second half of the season, and we're pretty excited. So we're going to return to Meanwhile 22 Pages later after, I don't know, we talk some shit and take a break for a second. Before we get to our next segment, I forgot to mention one thing about um, Walking Dead. Just wanted to say Herschel's head. I felt a little fucked up about that. (laughs) Oh, that was really cool. And uh, when she shoved that katana into it it was just she didn't want to but she knew she had to well what was the head gonna do walk away and do something clip somebody's ankle no but she's not gonna leave you know a a beloved person just sitting there you know as a zombie i mean even though he doesn't know any better it's just you don't do that to someone you love Um, i guess yeah the governor for instance she had all intentions of leaving him you know to become a zombie oh yeah you know because you know they either would have eaten him and he would have you know become a zombie or whatever but you know she could care less that's what you do to people you don't care <laughs> you become a zombie, yeah. Someone will kill you, or so, you won't. So, so you mean when the cap is is dead and gone, um, G's got to come and decapitate me? Yes. <laughs> oh, yes, I will. She says that so quickly, right? Yeah. No <laughs> hesitation. None. <laughs> Next week, in fact, <laughs> zombie or not. <laughs> All right. All right. So let's get let's get to segment number two of the show. Um, we actually went on another um, hangout spree. Well, hang out, spree, but you know, like we said, let's go watch a movie. We haven't done that in a while, and you know, Ralph will probably show up on time because he's been showing up, showing up on time lately. See, I put that out there, Ralph. Wow, good job! And you you showed up late, horribly late, horribly late. Twelve ten. You showed up before you guys. Did you? Did <laughs> yes. you really? Yes, we did. Did you really? We we walked around right. three city blocks just looking for you. We were worried. Yep. Worried? <laughs> like I like I haven't been there before. <laughs> I know it's downtown, but it's not like you know. Somewhere I've never been before, like, you know, the bank to get money instead of owe money. <laughs> but You we, have a bank that you owe money to? <laughs> don't get me started on that. It's called, it's called loans. Ah. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, um, we actually went out together to watch that um, good remake that they've been pushing for the past couple of months. We talked about it on the show before. What, a good remake? Well, they've been talking about it. it's supposed ah, to be a good remake. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and that show is, uh, that movie is called Robogop. Dead and or alive, you're coming with me. Is that is that your line for today, Ralph? Maybe. <laughs> Pick another line or sing. Sing, please. No. Okay, no, never mind. Okay, so with <laughs> the, so with the synopsis on RoboCop, in case you haven't ever watched the first one or you don't know what the second one's going to be about, is MFG Mike the Finance Guy? Yes, back to me. <laughs> Everything else was getting a bit tiring. <laughs> oh wow. Well then. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Nice. There we go. Is that where the boo goes? Oh wait. Um. Yeah. Go ahead, Mike. And then I'll then I'll introduce the next thing. Alrighty. Um. In a world where a multinational Omnicorp corporation has made a, made a fortune developing robots, 
we end up with Robocop. All right. Um, <laughs> so the multinational Omnicorp uh, Corporation, they're making robots to secure a street throughout the world. Like they're using them as like kind of protection uh, instead of a police force, basically. You know, that's the idea of what they're doing. But the United States refuses to accept these armed drones walking on its soil. Um, we see that Detroit is basically a war zone full of crime and a debate grips the city and the nation regarding the use of robots um, to protect the po populace. So on the one side, you have Samuel Jackson's character, Pat Novak, which is a Fox News-like commentary who is pro-Omnicorp's robotic police force. And the other side is Zach Grenier. Um, his character is Senator Hubert Dreyfus. Is on the ro he's a robophobic politician looking to protect the privacy, safety, etc. Um, by sticking with human beings being cops. In the midst of all that, you have Detective Alex Murphy, who was almost killed in the car bomb by a particularly uninteresting villain and becomes our RoboCop. That's our summary. All right. Well done, Mike. It would have been more interesting if I was summarizing the original movie. <laughs> <laughs> wow. We'll talk about that in a second. But, but go ahead, Ralph. No, it, summarizing the original movie would include a lot of... Uh, Shooting and bloodbaths. Oh, a lot of blood. <laughs> yes. hey, well, hold on, hold on, guys. Before we even get to the movie, I want to um, put something out there so that people can't complain about our review. Warning, this segment may contain spoilers, so leave Ralph alone. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Great. Remember that. So, so now we've thrown that out there. So we might have a couple of spoilers there, but no big ones, Ralph. Like yeah. the ending. I make no promises. <laughs> I also would like to know uh, how much money, Ralph, you paid uh, Stephen Hawking to be on your side. <laughs> oh, all I had to do was just uh, help him out, make a, a favor for the future. Oh, I thought like hand oiled, job? Oiled his wheels? <laughs> a hand job hand is oiling his wheels. <laughs> oiling his wheels. <laughs> oh, wow. That's what they call it now. Him, there you go. I got to cue this shit. <laughs> <laughs> Host and stage manager. Okay, so <laughs> all right, so guys and girl, um, what did how did you feel about the movie? Silence. I noticed. <laughs> I think it's more courtesy than than how bad the movie was. Well, actually, I didn't think that the movie was that bad. Of what you a shocker! Six <laughs> listen, listen. They had me when they had him on a motorcycle. All right. Really? Yes. Really? That's all it takes? That's all, wow, that's all that it motorcycle takes. was hot. You're going to tell me that motorcycle was not That awesome. motorcycle was sexy. Not, it it was a admit, sexy motorcycle. But the motorcycle was not what was selling the movie. It was to me. Nor was Robocop. They made him a badass Robocop. He was moving quick. Shooting things around the corner, it was crazy. Man. He wasn't. I mean, I didn't. And he was that. black. You should be happy he was black. He was. He was a white man in a black suit. That was just a white man in blackface. <laughs> I was like Sambo all over again. <laughs> no, um, I don't know. I didn't find him to be a much more interesting Robocop. I mean, he was only slightly different, only because he moved a bit faster. But I mean, but when it came, and he out, was like seven feet tall. Oh, the other Robocop was tall too. I mean, it's just because no. the the feeding thing that they have to do, you know, to to get the actor to stand up. No. Um, but. I mean, think about it, though. From the original movie, his targeting was really the same. He shot just as fast. It's just that here they had him run and jump, you know. But I, I didn't see that being a big vantage point. Um, I had said to these guys after we left there, it's, it was just odd that it's an hour, it's an hour and 48 minutes long. And it took an hour and 15 minutes before he really got into action. It took him an hour, actually over an hour, before he left the Omnicorp Corporation. Uh, which was surprising. So it just felt like it wasn't didn't feel like RoboCop. It just felt like Omnicorp, the movie, <laughs> you know, because it really was. It, I mean, think about it. The way they structured the movie, it felt very much like because of the way they, they, they manufactured the characters, stuff like that. 
Michael Keaton um, is the CEO of uh, of Omnicorp, and he was very much Steve Jobs. Mm-hmm. You know, he was much more relaxed, dressed, he was hands on and everything, or at least that's what the way we're told with Steve Jobs, because it was also unbelievable, because this is a multi, multi, multi-billion dollar operation, and yet every time they're like, you know, our TV set isn't coming in clear. Get the CEO. I mean, that's what it seemed like, right. you know. I'm like, really? He has nothing else to do? <laughs> you know? um, so I that, got it. I so, got it. Yeah, so that like, well, you know, if you this... look at the movie, it just felt like if this, imagine him being replaced by Steve Jobs and that Robocop was iPhone. And that's exactly how the movie felt, the way it was structured. It was just like, it was about him making the iPhone and then it's the reaction of iPhone in the public and then the movie kind of ended. So it's iRobocop. Yeah, a little bit. I mean, again, again, I'm taking liberties. I'm just saying that that's kind of how the the structure of the movie felt. Whereas, again, and unfortunately, you have to compare when you're doing a reboot, one versus the other. The other movie was all about RoboCop. I mean, it was just RoboCop from beginning to end with a few segments set in about the other things that were going on because that facilitated the story. You know, that's just how I felt with it. I I felt that the movie, um, I, I liked it. And once again, like Mike said, when you make when you make when you're remaking a movie that was already done, excellently done. <laughs> okay, no, I'm just saying. Period. When you when you're doing a remake, you're always going to compare to its predecessor. You're always going to compare. It. So I try to get my mind out of comparing it and watching it as its own movie, and then obviously compare later on. But just kind of seeing it as a movie itself. I mean, I agree with Ralph how the action and the way he looked was really cool. It didn't, you know, because every time I think of RoboCop, even in the in the late 80s I felt like he was boxy well he was meant to be he he was meant to be a robot not a CGI item and he was well, a robot no, but not necessarily mm-hmm. a CGI item but the fact that you know even robots at that time people have done things where you know they didn't move like Terminator moved so I just felt like everything back in the he 80s he was from the future yeah but the future is everything blocky you know, when they did things in the no, future no I meant two minute Terminator was from the future yeah but what I'm saying is he still looked like you know, like he was a block. He was like he would move slow. He would move slow, but if you Arnold Schwarzenegger looked like, like his body was very square. You know, he he looked like that even if he's running at you, he wasn't very fast. He was very strong. But well, have you heard of cars being designed square like? No, they're aerodynamic. Yeah, so but the cars in the got a square to move slow. But cars in the seventies and eighties were square, and that's why everybody loved the Ford Taurus, which was actually one of the cars that didn't RoboCop have a Ford Taurus. I know nothing about in the cars. original one, but. Bringing it all the way back to the point, I just feel like that you know it, the movie moved okay. I feel like you're right. It, it spent so long on trying to flesh him out and explain. Well, here's how he became this, and here's his targeting system, and his conscious, and all these issues we're having with making this ro- RoboCop better than the drone. By the time you got to the villain, the movie was pretty much over. Well, well that's uh, and this is not spoiling an ending, um, but like you said, by the time they got to the villain, now we won't get to any more than that. But the the villain that starts us off to make RoboCop, he never got to. Think about it. <laughs> Think about it. He never <laughs> he never finished his mission. <laughs> no. Not a good thing for a movie, particularly a cop movie. <laughs> <laughs> you know. But uh, again, that's just leading to that. But that's just something to think on. Like it's it's he didn't accomplish his own mission. Well, you know? well he did. He did. He did. He did. <laughs> no, wow, he didn't. Ralph, Ralph, <laughs> is this the way we're going to try to speak about things without spoiling it? Because he did. No, he didn't. <laughs> he did. He did. He did. He did, he did, he did, he did, he did not accomplish he, his yeah. mission. He did not. 
Fine. The movie was good. It was, it good. It was not a great. side mission. It's a side mission. <laughs> you know. Well, you still get points for that. I mean, have, have I was about to say it's like Arkham Asylum. It's just like you know, he accomplished a side mission, but you know, he he failed to stop the Joker from you know poisoning the city. Basically, <laughs> you, know? you still get points for finishing that side mission. Yeah, I guess so. so. Hold on, G. You said the movie, in your opinion, the movie was good but not great. Correct. Why? Um, a couple of things actually. Um. First and foremost, like Mike said, it definitely took a long time for it to have any type of action or anything like that. It was just more about the build of RoboCop, the um, malfunctions that was happening with RoboCop, the emotions, trying to take away his emotions. Somehow they're getting back in his own head, like he's redoing the whole thing in his own brain. I, I don't know. It The action part was actually pretty good. Certain things just did not make sense to me. Why did they bleep out Samuel L. Jackson is still beyond my... I'm sorry. If Samuel L. Jackson G wants is to hear her movie, curse words. Fuck yeah, I want to hear my... Look, if Samuel L. Jackson is in a fucking movie, I expect at least to hear the one word fuck or motherfucker. And they gave me motherfucker, but they said mother poop, you know, like... Why are these motherfucking snakes on this motherfucking plane, motherfucker? <laughs> so wait, you felt cheated? I did feel cheated. Well, you know? we, we have you to say motherfucker, so that makes it even better. Yeah, yeah but still, it's Samuel L. Jackson. If you're, if you're watching a movie with him, you know he's, a bon- he's bound to curse. And I don't care about the PG-13 rating or anything like that. I mean, come yeah, on I don't now. think that... I, I wonder if that pushes to R... Because there's certain words you can and can't say. So I, I just wonder. That also, yeah. If you say fuck once, it's an R-rated movie. Yeah, right. right. But that's why they bleeped it out. Right, yeah. yeah that's exactly. You know, which made no sense because from, like, as, as, as I said earlier, in the viewer's perspective, I would appreciate it if they would have basically had different views of different audiences watching this one particular show that Samuel L. Jackson is hosting right. about... Okay, this is what we were doing for the droids. This is their new technology of RoboCop X, Y, and Z. But all they're doing is showing it in the studio. Right. In the studio, everything is basically uncut, raw, uncensored, and everything. You mean to tell me that if I'm watching it from a studio perspective, the minute he says those words, I'm going to hear a bleep? Right. Like, well, just to give some backstory there, but not too much, though. um, What Gigi's referring to is that, like I had said earlier, that. the Novak, um, the the was it Pat Novak? What is it called? It was Pat yeah. Novak. Yeah, yeah, Pat Novak show um, that that Samuel Jackson is the host of. It's a Fox News like program, so he's he's a commentator and he's very much like a like a Bill O'Reilly kind of character, um, where he has like the highest technology to to show his screens and whatever. But he's a standalone host and he's he's actually I think the company that he works for is owned by Omnicorp. Most likely. And therefore, yeah. Well, actually, at the end it shows because it says like you know our he said our parent company Omnicorp. Um, so he works for Omnicorp, and therefore he's pushing their mission of getting these drones into America. So that's what Gigi was alluding to when she's talking about the uh, seeing him first person. Because most of the action, anytime we see Samuel Jackson, even though he's hosting a TV show, we don't see him on TV. We see him as if we're a worker on studio. Yeah. The only time I got that feeling was when they cut to the panel where you see the cameras. But they didn't do that till the last time they show him. But every time they show the Novak show... It started like you were watching the show, like you were watching it on TV. Maybe you didn't see no, the screen of a TV. There were occasional shots where you see the the people working on the side mm-hmm. with control yeah. panels. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just it's just one of those. Yeah, I, mean, I, just, I don't remember we'll, that. We'll, we'll, um, you just, weren't paying we'll attention, film, Cap. Well, well, filmatically, though, I mean, or you know, like if you want me to think I'm watching TV, you at least have to show me a TV set screen and then move into it. You know what I mean? Like you can't just like. 
you couldn't have us, for instance, sitting in this room right now and then at the end be like, well, you know, we've been on TV. You know, because the camera's sitting here watching us. It's like, well, there's no way the audience knows whether they're in the room with them or watching them. I, I, I can see that. Well, that was the only thing. But, but I mean, it wasn't a big point of mine. I just feel just like, like, you know, you shouldn't have to thing. spell that out to the audience all the time. I feel like that, you know, in trying to have some imagination, I don't want to get too stuck on this whole point, um, but um, in order to have imagination and, and show, you know what? We want to show you like you're watching it as if you're experiencing it, but we don't want to show a television screen reflecting or showing somebody else watching it. We want to have you watch it as if... As if you're, um, thank you, um, as if you are sitting in front of your own TV screen and watching it and you're living in 2038 or whatever the, the, the year is, you know, I, I don't think you have to show, you know, an audience watching it. But I mean, being that Ralph said there were control panels, which I don't remember. Yeah, yeah they were. Yeah, you could see they the were. workers every now and then. You were too busy slurping on your Slurpee. I, I, it lasted to the middle of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty damn amazing. Yeah, <laughs> no, but, um, but you know, the thing is that so that what you're getting is that um, and I guess. I won't say this is a fault that you didn't really get a chance to get a clear view of both sides of the argument that were trying to be made in the movie. I, I will give credit to the writer slash director that the reason that we really got the pro robot side was a commentary on our current media that skews things in one direction. You can say that. You can make an argument for that. I'm being nice because otherwise the director and the writer did not give a fair shot for, in other words, they didn't give us a chance as the audience to feel like, wow, you're trying to ask us, would you want this in your life? You know, you're, you're skewing it one way, but then showing me a movie that's maybe telling me how wrong the pro-robot way is. Maybe it's wrong. But like, you know, you're not asking me to make a choice. You're, you're kind of telling me this is the view of the movie. And then oh, because 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 wrong. the story itself outside of the Novak show shows you all the things that are wrong with it. So you don't need to show it in the Novak show. The other side of the point because you because you're watching it unfold in um, Murphy's story. Well, actually, really, that's the other thing though. You really no, don't you, get you a don't lot of really that. Words, except for again, and this is not so much a spoiler. It's the I can't think of the the name of the robot. The uh, the one, the big machine one. The one that's not humanoid looking. I can't right. think of the, the, it's actually a name for him. It's the one from the original movie as well. Um, except like for big, big arrow or like little Eddie or something like that. Nah, yeah. It has actually, it's just a number. It's a name and number, but, um, it, except for when it targets a child holding a knife, think about it. It's the only time we saw the machines make what would, what we would consider an error in judgment. I mean, the knife is still a threat. I understand there's no threat to a computer, um, to a robot, but, but it's a child. Right. Right. And it's no, no, no. Again, I'm not there um, right. for them. I'm just saying that we, as non-professional law enforcement people could think about it. If I'm a cop and a kid has a gun, it's still Ed going down. Ed 209. Ed 209, thank you very much. Um, except for seeing one of the Ed 209s take down a child with a knife, we didn't see any of the, uh, of the robots do anything else wrong. You know what I'm saying? Like, in other words, we saw RoboCop... It goes over in the background. (laughs) (laughs) They're they're coming to take me. Let me finish this podcast while I can. (laughs) Um, You saw what Robocop was going through being part human, but you didn't see... In other words, for instance, it wasn't like these robots malfunctioned. Mm -mm. Like, there was nothing... In other words, we saw nothing wrong. From from a, a touching point, sure, it may not mourn the death of a child if it accidentally killed one. That was an argument made in the movie. Like, you know, would, it mourn, would a robot mourn the death of a child? And the answer was no. And that was kind of where the, the sentiment was. But what I'm trying to say, though, is that if, if what you're saying that we saw the other side of the argument outside of the, of the Pat Novak show, we really didn't. In other words, we didn't see the robots do anything wrong, except for that one instance in the very beginning of the film. We, we just saw that 
Omnicorp was corrupt, but that's just a big business. Well, I don't think you need to spell it out to the audience that, that a robot can make mistakes. I mean, we've, we've been exposed to so many movies, you know, e- even up to recently where, you know, even down to iRobot where sometimes, you know, robots will make mistakes. So I don't think you got to spell that. All you have to right. do is show one instance where a robot makes a mistake and you don't got to keep doing it throughout the whole right. movie. But, but again, right, but, but they're not showing two different points of views at all. They're just showing like one point right. of view. This is the droids. We want these droids to basically uh, Which is exactly what I'm about to lead into. Is that, is that what you're saying? In other words, that's my whole point. If, they, if they're trying to say, well, you've seen it in other movies, that doesn't work. You're showing me a movie. No, no, if no I understand. Me, right, if you're going to give me one side, then you've got to give me the other side somewhere else. And but also, didn't, but also the other side was when the senator was speaking because anytime, anytime the senator spoke, he gave that side. He he spoke about the 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 I guess you could say pro human or anti anti robophobic the robophobic yeah we'll, we'll use that, that 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 term he you know so I think they they totally represented that argument they might not have represented it as much or equally but that's well that's my that's my whole point that's what I'm saying it wasn't an equal argument that's it's that, not therefore as a viewer I'm not getting an argument I'm getting a ham-fisted, one-sided argument, really. It, I, I, I disagree. Just, what I'm trying I to say, disagree. though, is that in other words, if, if your point in the movie is to is to try and give an audience an option and thought, they didn't convince me that, for instance, that having the robots was a bad idea. Because, again, if you go on the idea of, like you said, uh, the, the robot that killed a kid or we've seen in other movies, that's great. Um, how many cars have had bad breaks? Mm-hmm. We still have cars. How right. many planes have fallen from the sky? Name anything electronic that's not failed. But we still have them. So we know that just something failing is not enough reason for us as people, let alone as Americans, to just go, don't adopt it. We know that's not good enough. But one thing I'll also say is that, I mean, you, you could not even talk about, you know, the um, the movie representing the other side of the point, robot, you know, uh, robot security versus, you know, human security. But one thing I'll say is this, you have to, you have to also remember, maybe they're talking about the idea of, how does it feel to be manipulated? Because the whole theme of the movie is the fact that yeah. that Omnicore and uh, Omnicorp and um, all these uh, uh, and everything's together. The media is connected with these industries, right. you know. And and the idea is to feel manipulated. Right. Maybe that could that could be. No, it. no. I mean, no, definitely that's a point in the movie. And I and again, I mean, I'm not saying the movie had no other points. That is a point. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just going on the fact that one of their main points because they start the movie with that. I don't think that they really got that across. You know, in other words, you, you started the movie with an argument, and I don't think you ever either a cleared up your argument or gave me a fair assessment of both sides of that same argument. That's all I was saying with that. But mm-hmm. I mean, but yes, but I do agree with you about saying that were there other elements they introduced? Sure, about corrupted large businesses, about being manipulated. Um, they, I think they tried to give us that. I, I, I maybe they weren't trying. It just felt like they they wanted to give us that whole. Um, Computer versus man, kind of a feel, they, they but they touched, didn't. They touched with a little bit of a love right. story in there as well. That love story with, just no, never. What, oh my god! What they were trying to show was the power, the the power of human willpower, to to um always succeed and, and rise against uh, anything that oppresses it. That's okay. what they were trying to show. And also maybe the the validation of of the human. I won't say the human workforce, but humans versus machines, because people can always argue and say, well, machines do it better. Like they, I mean, I mean, I don't want to get off topic, but I would say is they've talked about having electronic trains instead of having conductors. Right. Well, now, don't forget self-driving cars. That's what they're still working on. Right. So you know, they, that's they, so people can sleep in those long-distance drives and text <laughs> and text. Yeah, because that's what I want to do. <laughs> Are you texting while you're driving? I'm not driving. The car is driving. <laughs> Let me throw something out there, um, and it's kind of tying into the rest of that. I know, Mike, you were worried about 
it not feeling like the old one. I know, gee, you've seen the old one, but it's been a long time since you've seen it, right? Right. And Ralph, you've seen the old one? Oh, please, man. It's like my Bible. I sleep next to it. We will, it's questionable when it comes to you. This is why we ask. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, it's in the name, Tech. You think I haven't seen Robocop? Come on. <laughs> he brings up a good point. So now let me bring this up. Do you think that um, there, there was enough... It, that it that it that it mirrored the old one enough or not enough or you think they went off the visually of RoboCop itself slightly the movie oh hell's no <laughs> it wasn't even close I agree. It, it was very far it was it. way different than the original even oh, yeah. the fact I wish they had done some of those shorts like they did in the, the originals and yeah I, they did bring back the iconic lines like I'd buy that for a dollar but they jump did up. it. Badly. Yeah. I mean, in other words, when they put that, they put two lines in particularly from the movie. I'd buy that from a dollar and... Dead or alive, you're coming, coming with me. Exactly. And they threw them in so afterthought-wise, it, it felt horrible. I felt raped when they said them. Because both of them were <laughs> delivered very badly. You know and, I, and I like John, I like John um, Kinnaman. I think he's a really good actor. Anyone ever watch AMC's The Killing, you'll love him. He is just fabulous as the detective in that, in that show. Um, and other things he's been in. Um, he's just he's a really good actor. But I almost swear that they hired him because he kind of sounds a little bit like Peter Weller. Yeah. I, I swear that was they were like, and you got the part. I mean, not that he did, again acting wise. I thought all the actors did a good job. Um, Michael Keaton, of course, was excellent. Mm-hmm. And did when he was there's a part when he's arguing with um, one of his people in in a boardroom type situation. I swear, I was waiting to say, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. He was, he was just going animated. I'm like, I mean, which is good. I mean, kind of for the role, but it was a little bit over the top. You want to get role. nuts? Okay, yeah. let's get nuts. <laughs> That's yeah. Batman, the original, for those who don't know. Yes. So Mike fell asleep. Wake up, Mike. Wake oh, up. It's time for the show. <laughs> you know, but... Um, don't talk about Batman. Continue. <laughs> yeah, but between that and the original, it just... It, it would be as if you've seen the original... And someone, and you said to someone else, oh, you've seen it too? Describe that movie that I've seen to me. And this person went, oh, it's about a cop that gets injured. And then they put metal, um, robotic parts to him and he goes back out to fight crime. That's, that's your whole synopsis <laughs> of the original robot. Because that's what it felt. It felt like somebody ran into the room and said, I got an idea to pitch. Robocop. Has anyone in this room seen it? And everybody said, no. Good. Because I have an idea about a movie. I I knew that they weren't going to do the social commentary being how films are and how films, what's popular. And I feel like that even though they've already proven it, that there's a formula that they only have like a certain like 10 formula for films Mm -hmm. that that are very successful. and, And every Hollywood studio tries to follow this. They have like a formula for every, you know, like here's where we're going to do it. Here's what we're not going to talk about. Here's, you know, and so I knew all the social commentary stuff, all the stuff that we liked about, or the stuff I liked about RoboCop, the stuff that was very like Dark Knight. The, well, the, it's the stuff that made it the cult classic. I mean, it was not even cult classic. It's a great film. But it's funny, though, that you mentioned about Hollywood having these formulas that they say for success, which I know they, you know, supposedly they have them. And it's like, yeah, but you ever notice every runaway success you have doesn't follow those formulas? <laughs> including RoboCop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, when they made that movie, it was, you know, people were surprised at it. I mean, it was over the top blood in the original we're talking about. Uh, yes. You just, yeah. I mean, I, there was a lot of blood. Like, in it that was just, first one. you couldn't do anything without gushing blood. In Peter the Weller fucking died a sick death. Oh, yeah. yeah. Can I mention after, like, them in this one part of the movie where they're just shooting up RoboCop and he's shooting back at them, I did not see so much blood all over the floor. 
Oh, there was almost no. In fact, there was nothing. I don't. I'm trying to. Think, I don't think there was any. I'm trying to think if there was there any blood. Very of any, I don't I'm, think there was. I'm, I'm trying to think of any. But not, but not really. I, I'm just trying. Maybe to, like on his face a couple of times. Did you see those but, but, yeah, thousands no. of bullet shells that was on the floor? I'm, I'm talking about even. I'm talking about even the people he shot. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. because of the PG-13. I was right. just about to say that. It was they, like it was like lowered the 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 gross. Uh, right. The, the, gross, the gore factor. The, the they the should have just took it out and then just put it rated R. But you yeah. would see you would see them shoot. You would see him getting shot and him shooting people and the bullets penetrating like a little splatter, but then that was it. Oh, okay. Yeah, because I know that at the end of there's one big gunfight scene in particular, he just walks out of there and he has like a smear of blood at the corner of his mouth. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and that was, I mean, again, not that blood makes a good movie. It was just, again, well, when blood was in RoboCop movie, it was it was making comment about the overabundance of violence in the yeah. movies and mm-hmm. in the media. You know? Well, we can say for this one, because it is the future and you have... It's not so that far in the future. Well, let me finish. Let me finish. <laughs> Right? The future, you have uh, higher tech weapons. It could be that the bullets that. are hotter and they actually cauterize the wounds, so like there's no blood coming out. I, I, are I, you going to use those in the zombie apocalypse? <laughs> <laughs> no. I'm just, I'm just double checking because I, I think Maybe that's the weapon I you will. have. I think that might be the weapon you have. No, my <laughs> weapon know? of choice would be the samurai. Well, sword. Robocop, don't forget, would not be bleeding. I mean, he's, you know, in this movie, he's nothing but a head and lungs. I mean, that's all he is. You know, so <laughs> he wouldn't be bleeding. I'm talking about, though, the other men he's shooting. Yeah. You know, it was just it was just one of those things. Again, didn't take away from the movie. It was just surprising. But it is because of the rating system, yeah. not because of, uh, I don't think it was a Even, director choice. Well, for that last, that, that big gun battle, that was in the dark. So you couldn't really see the blood splatter. When they but turned when, on the light. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. But then you say, hey. Cauterized wound doesn't bleed. So a cauterized wound would cauterize going in. A gun blows out the back. That's the way bullets work. It would, no, it would cauterize both ways. Then it really wouldn't kill the enemy in a shot. I mean, like you know, no, because it would it would penetrate the vital organs, so it would stop them. It would just be a, shot in the heart. Cauterize anyway, you'll die. Yeah, but they're not all getting shot in the heart. I'm just saying, like in other words, if in other words, the way they work is like they get shot upper chest. They're going down, but this would just be like a hole going through you, not. A blowout, which is going to take nope. you down. But you have to remember, he is a robot with a advanced targeting system, so he's hitting dead center every time. Uh, either way, bullets. Either going to way, come out. it's going to come out. The if other there's end. a bullet going through <laughs> you, you're gonna bleed. It'll come out, but then the, the wound will be cauterized. All right, all right, all right. Enough about the fucking bullets. <laughs> Let me, I, I think long we should, story I think, short, I think we're this to, fucking uh, movie did not give me what I wanted, and that's blood. Okay, <laughs> that's bullshit. I call if, shenanigans. If you, if you ever hang out in Cap and G's house. And we're watching either a movie or watching wrestling. She she always screams for blood, and not that she screams for it randomly like Tourette's, but like she'll <laughs> like she'll watch something, and if a wrestler gets hit with a chair and they start bleeding, she goes, "Oh my god, do I see it? Do I see it?" She'll go up to the TV screen like she can't see. And, and blood. So she didn't scream blood <laughs> once throughout this movie. So I guess you weren't happy. Have, no, I was not. You know what movie you should see? There will be blood. Is there blood? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, at the very end, there's not. That thing with Lewis. Yeah. Oh God, whatever. No, um, I think with the movie, though, like, uh, I, again, usually video games come out beforehand, anyhow. But I don't know if they have one for this movie. But whenever he had to do, uh, when he had to do his targeting mission and stuff like that, I'm like, okay, I assume this is for a game. Uh, I, I there is a scene when he's initially they're initially showing us his targeting abilities and his ability to handle a group. Of, of the robots or, or any attack enemy in mass. We're not talking like two people. We're talking at least 20, 30, 50 of them in a room. It made no sense uh, when I'm watching that whole scene because it's a scene between him and robots in the first part and then him versus people yeah. in the next. 
Now think about it. He rocks into again. This is no spoiler. This is just talking about general action. He walks in the second half. Him versus people. They're shooting him left and right. They're people. They're going to miss. The robots almost never hit him once. And I'm like, why are these robots not firing at him? Why is he shooting them? And then he's in. They're behind him, and they're still not shooting at. Him. It was just one of these things again. It, it pulled okay, me because yeah. it, well, it, it made no sense. It pulled me out of the movie. Remember what he said in the beginning. The whole point of that exercise was for that one guy to hit him. So they're going to start flanking him. No, they were firing at him. Yeah, yeah, no, no, but never mind. No, I mean, that, I, what, I think I know what you're saying, Ralph. You're saying that you know that the, the robots' jobs were not necessarily to hit him because that's to the, make no. him move so the other guy can hit him. No, he didn't. That was not Sabbath. He said the rounds that they will be using will hurt him. Will hurt, yeah, and but, he said this one will take you down. He didn't say yeah. they're not to hit you. I'm saying no, 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 that, no, but, but they didn't hit him. <laughs> yeah, no, no, but they some of them would hit him, right? But some of them would shoot to make him move. That's. I didn't get any of that from that, and all I saw was a bunch of robots. That you have, need to have a military uh, mind to see I, that. All, well, I saw, all I watched, all I watched, was a bunch of robots with targeting system miss a robot. <laughs> or, or we can go and watch it again. Ooh, that won't no. happen. <laughs> that no. won't happen. You know what happened? He was moving too quick for them to shoot him. That's what it was. They're robots. With My targeting thing system. is, is that okay? <laughs> Robocop gets completely shot at, and all this other stuff. You would think you would probably see like little wires that goes pew pew, you know, like little little sparks here and there. Pew 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 pew. Mm. I'm gonna make the sound. Is it more like a? Maybe that too. You're the tech. I'm not. All right. Nonetheless, you have basically his chest is kind of open with bullet wounds and everything like that, and then you have his kid putting his head like. Dad, don't die, Dad. And then he put his head on his chest. You would think that maybe you'll get a little electric shot in his ear. Like, oh, oh, okay, I'm not going to do that anymore. (laughs) You know, but no, he just lays there like, my dad, my dad almost died. uh, Based on the foundations of electricity, you know. Okay. He had his knee. This will be bullshit. (laughs) He had his knee on the ground, so he was grounded. So that's why an electricity wouldn't affect them. Bullshit established. <laughs> I was um, just saying, but th- that's on his back. I'm talking about his front side. His yeah, front side was jacked up, yeah, dude. No, no, the, the kid, the kid was grounded. Me- meaning that the kid, if, because his feet are on the ground, you can't, you know, you can't get electrocuted because if you're bullshit. Bullshit has been exceeded. <laughs> <laughs> We are reaching critical <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> will, they, will that be our next Jarvis voice? <laughs> warning. 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 <laughs> All right. Hit high ground. Bullshit's coming. Oh, my God. No, All I mean, right. But on the whole, like I said, um, whole, yeah. with, with the movie, um, even without comparing it, uh, for me, it felt very much like a high-end made-for-TV movie or a high-end straight-to-video movie. Um taking uh, taking robocop the original out of it for me it it lacked a lot it, it was way too slow i mean literally because i looked at my clock by the time we got official robocop and officially like him kind of motoring around we were over an hour out of an hour and 48 minute movie by the time he begins his active duty let's call that it was an hour and 15 minutes which means for all you're not doing math there's only 25 minutes to have a complete story and wrap up that is way too rushed when you had an hour and 15 minutes ahead of it so that I just found the movie a bit long-winded. I mean, granted, I, 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 the acting was great, so it made it not hard to watch. But I thought the movie was slow for what it should be an action movie. It's a movie about RoboCop that I didn't feel was about RoboCop, really. And 
don't know. I, I just felt it was a little, a little bit limp by the end. Well, I, I agree with, with with the long windedness. I felt like it was it was fun at moments, but I felt like it took so long to get to. You know, it's like playing that video game. You ever played a video game and they're teaching you the mechanics of the game? Right. And like you play a first level and you're like, this is how you jump. Here's a jumping exercise. Right. Here's a shoot. By the time they finish that whole shit, like you're saying, you're like, okay, when's the rest of the action? And then only having two, like that's the equivalent of playing this video game. The first level is learning how to do it. And the next level is the game. The end. Right. Yeah, exactly. The end. The, and, and, I, and don't get me wrong. I won't be as harsh as Mike. I did like certain things about it, but I mean... I can't help but compare it to RoboCop. And even if you just see it as just a regular action movie, it, it, because it spent so much concentrating on how he became RoboCop and how they had to make certain adjustments, you didn't have time to explain the rest of the story or really get into the story or even finish it the way you wanted to. And I'll talk to you guys during the break about the one thing I had problems to because I don't want to be a spoiler. Why you guys always look at me when you say that? <laughs> I don't know, six, six claws pirate. You tell us. Arr. So, in a, in a whole, how did you feel? Me? Give it a rating. My rating? I give it three out of five super awesome RoboCop motorcycles. Wait a minute, but speeding I, on but by. I, but I, I do need to clarify. You just gave this three out of five, but you gave Justice League War five out of five. Yeah, what was up with that? <laughs> Listen, Damn! You don't question Lex Luthor's rating system. It just happens. You basically right? rated a six claws. Hey. You rated a six claws. Six claws to the face. <laughs> yeah. So All wait, right. you, you're giving this three out of five? Three out of five. All right. Mike, what do you give it? Um, I would say I give it a... Hmm, I'll be generous. Only because... I really like John Kenneman and Michael Keaton was good in it. I'll give it a six somewhere. There is a crime happening out of 10. Oh, wow. Okay. A little bit better than half. Okay. Gene, well, uh, do you have a, ra- a rating for it? Five out of 10 droids. <laughs> you give five out of 10 droids. Right five in the out of 10, okay. right in the middle. I mean, these are not the droids you're looking for. No, you know, a little. And little they're drones. Drones. Yeah. Excuse me. Drones. Excuse me. Five out of five out of ten drones. I stand corrected. As you noticed, it was the six out of six drones, Ralph. (laughs) What? (laughs) Of course, he wasn't listening. (laughs) And for me, I'm gonna give it three cracked shield, three cracked RoboCop shields. Out of five. Yeah, what was up with that too? But that's I mean, kinda, but they had that in the, in the first movie when. Yeah, well, that's true. So that, so they went the whole idea of the, you know he could get damaged, he wasn't invincible, and I kind you know I, th- I thought the look was sleek. He did look better in black than he did in the regular RoboCop armor, but the regular RoboCop armor updated looked kind of cool. It's updated mm-hmm. look, but the, but of course it wasn't RoboCop, and it was so generic. What did they do? Again, no spoilers. He ends up back in his suit. Right. Because it's so generic looking. I mean, he almost looked like he was just in like a motion capture, capture suit almost, you know. Um, well, so I think they had no other choice but to put him back. Well, actually, it, more was, recognizable. it was an actual suit that they put him in. If you notice in the fight scene, the the beginning, the first one, I guess the, the drones, mm-hmm. it's actually him moving. It's not CGI. It's the actual actor moving in the suit. Oh, I wouldn't surprise oh, me wow. because it's definitely a much lighter suit and, and yeah. easier to deal with. But interesting thing I, I wanted to pull out is... Um, this movie, who directed this? I don't even know who directed this movie. Oh, um, uh, he's, he's, a, he's a, Spanish, a Spanish gentleman that my friend was telling me, oh, keep an eye out for him. He's pretty yeah, good. I just can't think of his name right offhand. Um, but the original RoboCop in 1987 was directed by Paul Verhoeven. Now, the reason I only bring this up is, what else did this man make? Anybody know? No, I don't. You might think that you don't know who Paul Verhoeven is. Jose and by name, Padilla. you probably don't. What was the guy's name? Jose... Uh, Padilla is the the guy that made the remake. Okay, 
Paul Verhoeven, again, you might not know the name, but here's a few of his movies. Total Recall. Excellent. That's right. Hollow Man. Starship Troopers. Basic Instinct. Wow. Yeah, he even went really? there. Okay, he did so a great movie called Fourth Total Man, which Wait, Fourth um, Man, which almost no one has seen. And then, out of embarrassment, he's also made Showgirls. Oddly I enough. love Showgirls. And you're that one. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey! Anytime I got to see one of the Saved by the Bell girls nude, I was young. I was like, wow, this is this is really it. Wait, wait, who's nude? Do, do you own this? Jessica. It's Jesse. Jesse. Do you own this on DVD? No. I, I couldn't mm. dare. Is that the original Total Recall or yeah. the, the... No, no, original. He's, original. Yeah. Okay. And if you notice, though, think about this. Think about Robocop and Total Recall and even Hollow Man, and you see a connection to all of his movies. I mean, to, to a lot of his thinking. Oh, about to um, um, social commentary. And his social like commentary, exactly, to, to his movie. He's, he's a really smart man that way. Another interesting thing I wanted to pull out about the original Robocop, it took place in the quote-unquote future, just kind of like this one took place in... Guess what year in the future? Remember, this movie was made in 1987, the original. Guess what year in the future RoboCop took place? Was it like 2012 or something like that? Uh, no. 2014? Exactly. Oh. Surprise that the movie came out. 2014 <laughs> oh, was okay. the year in the future of the RoboCop so, movie. Wow. kind of doing an homage, yeah. Yeah. yeah so I just thought that was kind of interesting. All right, cool. All right, so um, there you have it. Our feelings about RoboCop, and it sounds like a lot of rusted feelings instead of a lot of nice, warm Metallic feelings. Fuck you, Ralph. <laughs> hey, guys. It's the master of the six claws here. That's right, Ralph the Tech. Just letting you know, why don't you show us some love? Check out our Facebook page at Meanwhile22PagesLater or hit us up on Twitter at Meanwhile22. And you know, you can also check out our website. It's been up since the beginning of the show. I don't know why you're not there at Meanwhile22PagesLater.com. And I know I'm the master of six claws, but you can give us six claws too. Just go on to iTunes and give us a review. And now let's get back to the show. Did you just awe me? Oh, Ass. All right. Wait, 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 wait. First of all, I'd like to understand that you never give us a kiss, and we're here every weekend, but yet you kiss Gigi. Now, we've had Troy, we've had Joe, we've had Kevin. I've never seen you give them a kiss, so what's up with that? You don't know how I'd react to a kiss. (laughs) I blush, and I'm (laughs) dark-skinned. Shout out to Kev, Joe, and Troy. Miss you guys. Hope you guys are doing well. Oh, um, great. Now you're just going to kiss their asses. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, didn't say, I didn't say I wanted them back on. I'm kidding. <laughs> wow. I'm kidding. Those are all my boys. I'm glad to hear they're okay. Hopefully they're doing well. But speaking of love and kisses, um, I just wanted to talk a, real quick. Well, not real quick. I wanted to introduce the next segment of the show um, because of this weekend. Because this weekend happens to be Valentine's Day. Uh, Fuck that damn day. (laughs) I hope you all get syphilis and die. All of you. All of you in relationships. You mean mean highest suicide murder rate day? Valentine's Day? I vote for murder. Wow. Yeah, man. Blood? Yeah. Blood! Tons of blood. I still think Christmas is the highest suicide, isn't it? Well, Valentine's has a very high murder day rate. Well... You know, oh, that's not the point. <laughs> <laughs> guys fucking arguing about statistics. <laughs> that's what you get when you get a tech and a fucking finance guy. <laughs> what I was going to say was, being that it's Valentine's Day weekend and, you know, February is known for either Black History Month or Valentine's Day. Depends on how much money you have in your pocket. Um, <laughs> oh, so black people can't be in love? Oh, I see how it all is now. <laughs> oh, oh, trust me, they're in love. They're in love. No, I won't say that. <laughs> well, what I will say is that 
Um, I loved all my baby daddies. Wow. I was, oh God, I was going to say that too. God, Mike, I can't hang out with you. You're doing the show next week by yourself. <laughs> For three straight weeks, Mike, Mike has taken jokes out of my head. I'm like, how the fuck do you do that? And he still has such a large head, doesn't he, Jim? How's up with that? Yeah, Jim can say that. <laughs> Oh, here we go. (laughs) I've never seen her quiet before. (laughs) Neither neither does anybody else. It's on a rare occasion. It's a very rare occasion. But what I was going to say. She even got kidnapped once and they tried to give her back to us. (laughs) (laughs) Like, you fuckers. They didn't give it back to us. We were able to hear her, so we were able to find her. (laughs) But but they left money with her. (laughs) Is this yours? Like, take her. Bitches driving us crazy. Speaking of fucking bitches driving you crazy. <laughs> Let's talk. What do you have to say, Cap? <laughs> no, 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 no. I wouldn't say that now. Wait for her to be gone. <laughs> no, no. All, all, all jokes aside, what I wanted to talk about today was the fact that everybody needs love. Everybody needs somebody to care for, including superheroes. And, and being that sometimes we, they do. Oh well, that's what we're going to talk about today because it's funny how they try to flesh out these superheroes and they try to make them as real. Or as tangible to us as possible. And one of the ways they do that is giving them a love interest. So what um, the 22 pages later panel and guest are going to discuss is name one relationship that is happening in comics that you're okay with. And that you're like, okay, leave it alone. It works well for whatever reason you feel like it works well. And what's one relationship that you feel like either is terminated and you're glad or should be terminated. Th- those two should not be together whatsoever fuck them all all right all right so who would like to go first and let's see what ralph go i always go first you know what for that i will go last (laughs) (laughs) you know i'll go first all right oh wow he's gonna go first oh look at this so one relationship that i feel should stay together that they're together and i'm saying it's about time it actually happened superman and wonder woman that's like a freaking yes that's like math right there. It's like saying one plus one equals two, man. Because I think it should have been done like a million years ago when they first created the character. What about Lois? <laughs> yeah, what about Lois? Yeah, because you want you, a plain average human woman when you can have a freaking Amazon. That's right? true. Man of Steel, woman of clay. That's, <laughs> that's going to be a relationship you want to film. <laughs> what would it's one you... powerful kid, though, if they have one. Bang, yeah. splat. <laughs> is that her vagina? That was just her. <laughs> I thought that was a cum shot. <laughs> that could be it too. Oh my god, you said cum shot. <laughs> but wait, why? Why do you think it, it, it works for you, Ralph? In your mind, why does it work? Well, you got two. You got a freaking warrior woman. Her whole thing is, you know, she wants a strong guy. You know, it has to be a guy that could be able to handle her. Even right. from the island of women that she was born and raised on? Yes. For hundreds of years? Yes. Okay, just checking. Lesbo Island. Go ahead. <laughs> so she's been looking for a man for all this time. Go on. That's what all straight men want to believe. Huh? Listen, listen, she's listen. looking for someone that she can use that whip on and that it won't hurt. There you go. It's not a whip. It's a lasso. It's a lasso. It's a lasso. Well, I mean, you can make it into a whip. <laughs> listen, there's only so much carpet you can munch before you, you want some sausage. <laughs> Oh, my God. And now we apologize to all the lesbians, short and long-haired. With carpets. I think they all have carpets. I won't even get into that. So, so, so Rob, you mean to tell me that you feel like that you, you think that Superman needs to be with a woman as powerful as him so he should be with Wonder Woman instead of promoting, um, you know, 
that you can date somebody who's not like you and that's okay? Well, he should be with someone that can truly understand him and understand uh, what he goes through, you know? Because even uh, Wonder Woman, she has enhanced strength, so she has to be careful with what she does, you know? Superman's biggest fear is that he loses control and, and does something that he regrets, right? I don't know if that's his biggest fear, but we'll go with that. One of his biggest I, I think fears. he's afraid of spiders, too. But <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't he at one point afraid of heights? I don't know. <laughs> he he's probably afraid of dogs. I haven't seen crypto in ages. <laughs> Neither has DC Universe. Well, yeah, but think about it. You, you know, if you want to get intimate with someone, you want someone who's nigh unbreakable like you, right? I, I kind of look for that once yeah. in a while. Yeah, so, <laughs> so Wonder Woman, Superman, perfect match, and they have the same color scheme. I mean, come on, red, white, and blue, red, white, and blue. You, well, really? he can wear her underwear. She can wear his. That's right. <laughs> Matching's an option for you. I'm not saying you don't match, bro, but I'm saying the matching is one of the one of the top priorities in this relationship. Matching shows compatibility. Not necessarily. I, I, well, I'll get into my thing in a second. I won't even like, go there. Okay, Ralph, good. Superman, uh, Superman, and Wonder Woman. Um, I guess I'll go next. Um, one what thing. I'll, one thing. <laughs> oh, what's wrong, just Mike? You don't want to go last. No, oh, no, not no. fine going last. Yeah, you always save the best for last. <laughs> Except so now. I should have gone last. <laughs> Why do you think I always want to go last? <laughs> oh, what, whatever. So what I was gonna say was, God darn it. What I was gonna say was the the relationship that I enjoy seeing together and I think they work well and it kind of is the opposite of what Ralph is saying to a, to an extent, let me explain is Mr. Fantastic and Sue Richards of the Fantastic Four. I mm-hmm. like the way they work together and even though they're both super powered beings, what makes it interesting is that um, their personalities are totally different and I can appreciate that you know, um, a lot of people since the beginning of time people talk about what do you have in common you know, when you're dating somebody, what do you have in common with them? And it's the things that, that you have in common that make things work. And I kind of believe partially in that. And in that relationship, same thing. They're both superheroes. They were both hit by the same um, gamma rays from outer space, which was Reed's fault. But we won't even go into that. Mm-hmm. Which, of course, she's probably giving him tons of guilt every, every fucking 28th of the month. <laughs> you know, it's because of you. I'm like this. <laughs> and he just turns to her and goes... My name's Mr. Fantastic, bitch. Shut the hell up. <laughs> <laughs> you know I'm good. <laughs> he just uses his tongue and calms her down. <laughs> he, can, he can stretch and inflate any part of his body. She's not complaining about a damn thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he can inflate it and stretch it, but can it be hard? Like a balloon. A balloon is great for playing around with, but would you really fuck around with it? Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. True too. But then she does keep her eye on Nate more often, does she? Uh, <laughs> but what I am saying is that, you know, where they're the same because they're superheroes and because I mean, or at least in the new versions of the Fantastic Four, she's just as smart as he is. Which makes no, 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 no sense. Smart, but, but, yeah. like, but she's like, smarter than she used to be. Right. She's smarter than. Thank you. She's smarter than she used to be. So they're not making her like so. Oh, Reed, I don't know what we're doing now. You know, but you know, they made her smarter and they made her like you know, comparable. But the, what makes them different is their personalities and and how they approach things. Where Reed is so anal retentive and he's so ADD and he's so like into his work. And then you have um, Sue, who's kind of like a little bit more laid back, and you know she she kind of looks at thing looks looks at the entire picture instead of looking at it scientifically. So right. I can appreciate that. And they have that really that they have the most important thing in common, actually, more than anything, is that both of them could give a rat's ass about the two children that they have. Oh, here we go. <laughs> the, the ones that they leave after every mission that they 
leave it with Herbie the robot. I, we don't. Our enemies attack us at our home all the time, but we could care less. <laughs> I said relationship, not family. That's another episode. <laughs> I just love them. All. <laughs> I, mean, I love them together. I just think that's the funniest thing about them. I'm like we're the perfect family. Nah, <laughs> I'm the Adams family. I trust more than you. <laughs> hey, they know how to have some fun. Exactly. The Adams family. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I just yeah. Think- they like to push babies out the window. Why do they push babies out the window? Because they should be. They, be. <laughs> they well, bounce right back up like. Oh, <laughs> you've been talking to Mrs. Cap, haven't you? <laughs> yeah, I only dropped him once out of a window. Uh, <laughs> the second time was out of a car. He keeps coming back. <laughs> I think what G's referring to is the fact that I slipped on the icy freaking ground outside and I bounced. Oh, if only there was a YouTuber that. <laughs> I wish it was just too fast, too soon. Well, too furious? What, she, what she meant to say was she was very concerned about your health. Okay. I, I'm just kind of concerned with my girlfriend no, saying that no, I was too no. fast I, too soon. I, I, I said it correctly. I was not concerned about his okay, health. Okay, moving along. <laughs> she was more concerned about her health because she was laughing herself to death. Exactly. Yeah, when you laugh so hard, you can't keep balance. <laughs> but, I can, but like I said, I can appreciate that couple. No, they're and, a couple. And, and throughout the... Um, throughout their duration of being together they've always written them where they're not per- or at least now or at least recently i'll say from the 80s on they've written them as not perfect right but they you know they they, they work with each other and I, and I can appreciate that no i mean they're a good couple i enjoy them i don't enjoy their series but i enjoy them <laughs> <laughs> all right so that, that's who i say mike what are you thinking well he is the silent dark king of the inhuman population she is the long long really long haired queen and royal interpreter for her mute husband i am talking about black bolt and medusa ah black bolt and medusa all right i love them um they're all from the early fantastic four ages uh black bolt actually was introduced in like ff number five 45 and actually she was introduced first she was introduced in number 36 when she had lost her uh memory she was suffering from amnesia and working for the wizard in his frightful four as Madame Medusa. Ah, oh, that's right. You would think that just Medusa alone would have triggered her memory back, but oh well. Um, <laughs> but um, I, I just I like them as a couple. I mean, they're they're a great royal family couple. Um, you know, he has a voice that can shatter mountains and crack worlds, and she has red hair that smacked the snot out of the thing, and it's it's really really long. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but I, I've enjoyed it. They they weren't originally married though. I think a lot of people always thought they were married. They just were. Royal families. I mean, they were just always together. They, you know, always they were part of the royal court and everything like that. And he had become king, but they didn't get married until uh, the Fantastic Four annual number eighteen, which was when? What year? I think it was around like the eighty four. Oh wow! Okay. I, but it's really funny though. And they got. I think they got married on the moon, which means Uado was there. Uado was there. Um, but in addition to the usual suspects, as you would imagine as guests, you know, Fantastic Four, some of the X Men, or whatever like that. The funniest thing about that issue is that there were two other guests. There were two other guests that were there, um, and they were, they weren't sneaking in or anything like that. They were actually invited. One was a scroll named Raxor, and a Cree agent named Bell Dan. Now those names probably don't mean anything to anyone, even good comic book fans. But the important reason of, that I'm mentioning is that they were there and they were arguing, and their argument. Had originated in X Men number one thirty seven because that's the crossed, scroll and it crossed over. That's the scroll in the Cree that were arguing during the trial of the Phoenix. 
Oh, shit. They were still arguing. And it was them. It wasn't like made up. That was still them. They had been arguing all those years. And what were the names? Uh, the, the scroll was named Raxor, R-A-K-S-O-R. And the Cree was Beldan, B-E-L hyphen D-A-N-N. And if anyone remembers the Phoenix Saga, when they were fighting, you know, defending themselves before the Phoenix ended up losing her life, or taking her life, I should say, Raxor was the scroll that impersonated Storm and tried to sneak up on Wolverine. And right. then Wolverine realized it and attacked him and stuff like that. And then... Raxor then turns into this creature and attacks a Kree soldier, and that was Beldan. Okay. I just thought that was really funny that like they included this, which was also just a great thing about Marvel and its continuity, because they really tried to follow some kind of continuity. Um, and also an odd thing about, uh, you know, at that wedding, you know, you always have like those guests, the people that pick on things or whatever. Well, Quicksilver was talking with a few other guests, because Quicksilver was married to Crystal, which is one of the Inhumans. Right. Um, he's talking to some other guests and everyone's co- commenting because the wedding was really lavish and you know da 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 and Quicksilver was like yeah I wonder why my wedding to Crystal wasn't this elaborate Black Bolt is king you dumbass <laughs> <laughs> like, you how obnoxious how? prick bro it's Magneto's son did you really expect him to be fucking humble it was the like, funniest thing in the world I don't know why our wedding wasn't this hooked up why <laughs> because you didn't marry the king my father's the lord of magnetism what the fuck <laughs> Our king would kill him. <laughs> That's one thing. Uh, that, now, correct me if I'm wrong. Black Bolt, when he communicates, because he can't speak, obviously, mm-hmm. he communicates via telepathy, right? A, a pseudo type of telepathy. It's not straightforward, like like we're used to in the comic book world. It's a it's a combination of signs that like mean nothing to us, like like small. We're not talking like sign language. Just small signs that Medusa, he and Medusa, have come to understand what they mean. And there is a sort of almost innate telepathy it's not exactly telepathy as in she's like oh he's thinking this it she has to kind of interpret what he's saying you know um so that and you know she just almost never gets it wrong for the most part but there was one where uh there was an interesting story in the last few years where it turned out actually that uh something had happened to her and she was getting a little bit darker in her soul but um it was during the was it the silent war or something like that or the it was, a, it was a Terrigen War, but that wasn't the name of it. I can't remember. The, it may have been Silent War. It's when uh, the Inhumans were at war with uh, Earth for a little while. And while she's up, up at the council talking to uh, all of their, um, all their people, um, Black Bull is giving her indication of what he's trying to say. And she says something, but she, inten- she knows it's not what he said, but she interprets it and says it her own way. And he looks at her, he gives us this really mean look, and he just snaps her, his fingers and, you know, she silenced her immediately. And she was just like, you know, you snapped my fingers like I was a dog, you know. And he just kind of looked at her like, you know, you didn't do what I said. You know, kind of a thing. It was just, it was a very interesting thing. And then later on, he apologized. But I know. would hope he apologized. Yeah. Yeah. He said, if I I'm sna- sorry, bitch. And she blew apart. <laughs> he didn't mean it. <laughs> I was about to say, because if I did that to GG, he would have my head. <laughs> at least, you know, honey. <laughs> We'll move right along from that. Well, <laughs> all right. So now let's flip the coin. What are some of the? Actually, I'm sorry. G, G, you don't have you don't have a couple that you have in mind that you're like okay. But even if a couple you've seen and maybe you don't know a lot about them, is there a couple that you're like okay? Well, that works. Um, I mean, I've seen a lot, but it's in different universes. You have Harlequin and Deadpool. Oh, you, oh, you're talking about like, like people that they've drawn people yeah, together? Yeah, together. Yeah, I mean, I, I, in all honesty, I think that would actually really work, even though they're from two totally different 
universes, universe. literally. Yeah. <laughs> We're from two different worlds. Yeah. Yeah, but you know Marvel, actually Marvel wouldn't want to get rid of Deadpool, but some people in, who read Marvel want to get rid of Deadpool. Please, yeah. DC, take them. Take, <laughs> take Deadpool. Yours. <laughs> take Deadpool and, and take Ghost Rider with you. <laughs> the Impossible Man said he wants to go too. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, wow. But that's pretty much it. Um Nothing else. Okay, quick question. Okay, I know one thing that I've watched you like look look at because you know. Quick we answer. Have... Nice. Uh, what do you think of Harlequin and the Joker? Because I know that's that's a couple that you I've always watched you like look at or. I. It's like okay, it's yay and nay, because the Joker really doesn't give two flying fucks about Harlequin. If ah. she dies, then he's like, oh, she's dead. <laughs> <laughs> How did she die? Oh, through my smoke. <laughs> oh, my God. Time to get some other ass. <laughs> and then he goes. The Joker has been played by Fran Drescher. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, Mike. Okay. See you guys. So, so, so you don't like the idea of Joker and Harlequin? Not that I don't like the idea. I think it's time for a change. Okay. That's how I feel. I think it's time for a change. I mean... They're not really doing anything with Harlequin. I don't see her going she has into her the own movies. Book now. Yeah, but they're not going to really make a movie, nah, or they're not going to do any. It. They're not going to push it really. They, not, they won't put her in, in the movie universe. I don't think. No, they I won't. Don't. Actually, if they do a Justice League, it wouldn't surprise me. Just to have, if they, because they probably would try to expand their villains as well. It wouldn't surprise me. I'm not saying I've heard anything, but it just wouldn't shock me. She's one of those well, characters. She wouldn't be main. Like, that she would just kind of show up and you'd be like, oh, that's Harlequin, you know, like in right. the background or something like, like that. Like, if she was a small villain that the Justice League was taking care of or like the cops were having problems with. Yeah, like, or, or like, for instance, if they didn't want to bring in a Joker character, you could just be like, well, you know, we missed the Joker, but we got, you know, Harley over there and we just put her away. I mean, just, I could just see them saying it just to throw her in there or whatever but no. yeah but i agree no. but i agree it's also not really a, a real relationship it's kind of like they're Obsession. around each other but they're just around like each said, other he doesn't enough. give a damn no know. he doesn't he's just it there's no real love in her. the only love interest that's there is harlequin's love interest for the joker it's not mutual and it, yeah it's totally not mutual she she's loves, just she like she loves her pudding she loves <laughs> her pudding Mr. J. <laughs> you could do a good Harlequin if you really worked at it. Yeah. Let's not try to do voices because we already know out of this power couple, I'm probably the one that does the best voices out of us. Wow. <laughs> Holy man. Oh. Moving right along. She told you. <laughs> I'm sorry. You That's like get... the best impersonation you can do is just Kevin. Wow. Wow. You want to keep holding her hand back and shut up now? <laughs> <laughs> I still love her, and I'll wait for her to be gone to do her voice. So, <laughs> so let's move along. Um, now let's talk about the opposite end of the spectrum. Couples that either are still together and you want them done, or people that are broken up and you're happy that they're broken up. So let's start again with Ralph. And what is a couple in comic books that you're like, yeah, they should be done, or I'm glad they're done? Well. At one point, I don't remember if this was in the comic books, but you have John Green Lantern, John Stewart, and Vixen together. Okay. And, and that's been from, like, the Justice League cartoon, you said? Okay. Yeah. yeah. They had them together in the cartoon, and it's like, they seem so freaking opposite with each other. Like, she's more free-spirited and, like, wild, right? And mm -hmm. then you have this guy who's, like, all military and rules-like and, and isn't willing to, like, 
bend either way to anything. Right. You know, and it just like it seems like it doesn't really work. Just they have them together because they're both black. Yeah. I was about to say they're both black. I mean, it really is the reason why they put them for the cartoon. At least it's a visual thing. Even though, oddly enough, though. They did have the interracial relationship, you know, with him and Hawkgirl. Yeah. Of course, though, she may be white, but she's from another planet. Right. <laughs> we made sure of that. Yeah. <laughs> he, wasn't, he wasn't getting his hands on some American white woman. <laughs> He's getting that alien. <laughs> yeah. So she ain't really, you know, she just happens to appear white in the right light. Mm. <laughs> uh, but, um, yeah. but I mean, did you, did you not think, though, that maybe the opposites attract kind of a thing kind of work with them? That, you know, he's just such a stodgy, stiff guy that, like, her... Because she is a model as well. That's what she yeah. did. Like, that she'd be kind of like, you know, getting him out of his shell. Or you just thought that that just, it, it it's just, not working. It wouldn't work, no. Because he was too much into, like, you know. He was Rules. too into his shell. That right. There's, she couldn't crack it. She didn't even put right. a dent in it. Oh, I agree. You know? Okay. So it just didn't seem like it would work. I'm going to throw something out there, Ralph. So you mean to tell me. Cause you said they don't work because they, he was too much of his rules and regs. And she was too wild. Yeah. Um. Let me ask you, if you had a choice between somebody to date, whether they were rules and regs or crazy and wild, which would you choose? Restate that question. Okay. Oh, who would I pick? Yeah, who would you pick? Uh, I would want someone who has the leg in both. Not what I asked. <laughs> well, that's what you're getting. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking asshole. <laughs> so, so, so Ralph is looking for someone that can spread those legs wide. <laughs> that's, that's all he's saying. Wow. See, Mike knows me. <laughs> Now we know what to get you for your bachelor party. Yeah. <laughs> I had a really good job as an interpreter for everybody. <laughs> At the UN, I started lots of wars. Oh, my I can God. imagine it. He's, like, he's interpreting for a guy from Japan. What did they say? Oh, they, uh, they insulted your honor and said your mother was a slut. Oh, no. <laughs> What's the worst Japanese word for a slut? Okay, I'll use that one. <laughs> all right, all right. So, so you're going on record saying Green Lantern and... Oh, John Stewart, Green Lantern, and Vixen. Yes. Okay. I'm going to go with my boy, my one of my favorite heroes of all time, as we know, Cyclops, and White Queen, Emma Frost. I just never liked that couple. When they started it back in... Um, it was New Grant X-Men. Morrison? New Morrison? Yeah, Grant Morrison's run of New X-Men. Or actually, when they first started New X-Men, that's who was running it. Um, they had the idea of Jean Grey was still around. She was still alive again. Still useless. Oh, still whiny. Oh, boy. Well, she didn't whine after she caught um, Cyclops cheating on, cheating on her in his mind. No, she just gave up like a whiny, useless bitch. <laughs> <laughs> That's what she just did. Well, she was tired of his shit after all this time. He was disinterested. And she's like, you know what? If I don't want to, if you don't want to be with me, fine. But, you know, you could have told me something. He's like, oh, oh, no, it was just, you know. She's... And where's Wolverine in all this? Could he not just like, ching, ching, like, <laughs> bye. She's with me now. I don't know. I mean, wasn't I, he obsessed with her? Well, he was obsessed, and even I think the first issue, one of the first issues of that series, they started talking about the fact that he was still into her, and that she was like, "Well, look, you know what? You're always somebody that you know that I would be interested in, but my love is with Scott, and that's why it was such a shock." The issues later, they're like, "Wow, Scott's fucking around with Emma." Well, and we, you know, Wolverine was like, "Hot damn, <laughs> I'm getting some jeans." And she was like, "No, still a brother. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm gonna die soon." So. <laughs> But the thing about Emma Frost was that all this time they've played her as the villain. She was always the White Queen. And then when she... I mean, obviously we know in the X-Men universe, things don't stay the same very long. A lot of times, mutants that were villains will become heroes. And I can accept that to an extent. But then when you have straight-laced Scott Summers, 
having her with him with Emma Frost. I liked it in the beginning because it showed a different side of his his character. Like he was going for something else, and everybody at this table have gone through that once in their life. Maybe not in dating, but just in in general. You you do one thing all the time. You're like, you know what? Let me try something different. Right. But after a while, you either go all the way out there. Or you say, you know what, maybe that's not for me, and I need to move forward. And I feel like Scott needs to move forward. People still don't trust Emma. She's been with the- I still don't trust Emma, and I'm just a reader. <laughs> like, I, my problem with it is it, I think Kitty, under Joss Whedon's run of The Astonishing X-Men, he had Kitty Pride sum it up best when she's just like, when I look at Emma, Emma is the first thing I think of when I think of evil. Because Emma Frost was her first contact with something that was truly evil. Because right after... Um, both Emma, both Emma and Professor went to uh, Kitty Pride's home to enlist her into their schools, their respective schools. Um, and Kitty decided to go with the X Men. They were attacked by the Hellfire Club. And next, you know, you know that's uh, shortly before the Phoenix uh, Dark Phoenix Saga t- takes place. Um, the Black Queen has already captured Wolverine um, and Storm, and I don't think she's captured Jean yet. But uh, Wolverine and Storm, and she is psychically tormenting them. You know, she's basically psychically raping them and Kitty had to, you know, save them and da 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 and she was being attacked. So that it's just one of those things of this is how evil this woman was. She wasn't just like, oh, I used to steal stuff or, oh, I just got in your way. It's like, no, you've not only tried to kill us personally, you've, you've mind raped us several times over all this time. I mean, you're just evil. And, uh, you know, I, I like the idea of a redemption story. I would have been fine with Scott and Emma going out if they broke up afterwards and didn't have to right. be like right away. I mean, it could have yeah, even been years of this. Maybe two years and then and have that, it. The big surprise, I mean, not spoilers. I mean, it's been too many years for a spoiler. With the Astonishing X-Men, when you thought that the White Queen had gone bad and then it turned out it was some creature that was imitating her or whatever, it, it was just like, finally, this would have been a great time to have her go evil again. It would have just been like, wow, what a what a great thing this would have been. And then she didn't and she's still there. And I just. Yeah, I, I, I want that to end like now and the, and and not get rid of Cyclops but have Cyclops like when when Gene died have him go away for a little bit yeah have him go away but he can't go away because now he's one of the most most wanted mutants on the planet oh, right yeah that's true too you know so so now you can't really do that with him but go at least, to Canada I guess right he's in Canada now <laughs> <laughs> he's in Canada. sorry it took me a while to figure that out all right Mike who's your couple that you want to get rid of couple i would want to get if they were if it was if there was a wedding and they're like does anybody have any i object oh my god (laughs) sir you haven't left here since the last nine weddings i still object to all of them (laughs) that would just be me um well he is the ultimate hero detective whose bat costume strikes fear in the hearts of criminals proving that criminals have never seen a real bat um (laughs) and she is the ultimate anti-hero thief that has never found a costume that doesn't ride up the crack of her ass Thank God. <laughs> uh, Batman and Catwoman. That is a relationship that needs to end. It never should have been, and it needs to end. Why? I mean, that is I mean, the ultimate opposite to track, man. Yeah. It, it's just opposite too much. Um, it, I mean, I guess, you know, when they tried the Vicky Vale thing way back in the day, I guess, you know, they, you know, they obviously went for the Superman dates Lois Lane as a reporter. We'll have Batman date Vicky Vale as a reporter. And yeah, it was stupid to have the similarities. I get that that didn't work, but. She commits every crime that he is against. It, it's you know she's not like she's not like a sassy woman that just says bad things about people. She's a criminal. You know That's, he sits around beating up guys that do what she does and throwing in jail all the unattractive women that does what she does. 
but then he not only doesn't arrest her, he keeps banging her. <laughs> you well, know? That's, that's, uh, that's their foreplay. She steals something, he investigates, he finds her, and, and then are, boom. We call that a bad relationship pattern. <laughs> I mean, you know, like, if, if someone was dating someone like that, a friend of yours, you'd be like, dude, you've got to get rid of her. Or if it was a woman, you'd be like, you've got to stop seeing this guy because it's not a healthy relationship. And that's the thing about the relationship. Is, it's, it's adventurous. Not healthy. It's not adventurous. It's just not healthy. Yeah. And it, it's just, it's not believable. Plus the fact that, that at one point in you know before the new 52 rebooted and i'm not even sure how it works now but um he revealed his identity to her okay now this is a woman that still at that point was flip-flopping between hero and kind of villain you revealed it now once he says i'm bruce wayne she's not she doesn't have to be a genius she's not dumb okay so all the different robins you've had and all the different boys that bruce wayne has had in his house gee i guess one Robin is Dick Grayson. I guess one Robin is Tim. I mean, it's like you've, you've not only revealed your identity, you've now revealed everyone else's identity. You know, so I, I just think that it's just it's too much and I don't believe it. You know, it's, it's just not my it's just not my cup of tea. It's just it's too out of character for a character that is so rigid in his his disciplines about everything and his morals and his morals you know his unbending morals because it's like if you're willing to date her and i don't mean to kill though but if you're willing to date her then yes you should be willing to pick up a gun to stop a situation then again not saying kill but like to disarm somebody the fact that you wouldn't even do that but you'll date a woman that has stolen has done all and yes Catwoman has killed and that is why i find it very unacceptable we're not talking about like she bumped into someone and they fell into a train you know, during the, the Batman Year One story, when they talk about her, she killed her pimp. Okay? And yeah. that's fine enough. That was being abusive. That guy deserved to die. But in, when she had her own story, issue number 83 of the Catwoman series, before the one year later took over in DC's world, she shot point blank in the head, no ambiguity. I've read the issue. And in fact, I just read it recently. She shoots Black Mask in the face, and he is dead in the continuity of the DC world up until the reboot of the new 52. So right. she has murdered twice. So again, two, he's dating her. No way. She has murdered two very bad people. So nah, nah. <laughs> Batman himself doesn't murder. That's the ambiguity that I can't deal no, with. You know. That's he what doesn't we thought murder. about Superman, but <laughs> you mean old Natcracker? <laughs> <laughs> Batman doesn't murder Natcracker. on purpose. There have been occasions where he's, people have accidentally yeah, that, but died. But that's different. That's, that's an accident. That's a, but Sure. She, Accident, right. but she has intentionally killed, and it's like, why would you date her? She should the, be in jail. The world's greatest statistician accidentally killed somebody. Well, yeah, yeah. sure, he didn't on. plan for that. I'll just say that this basically goes to the the the. the, the it's not a real adage, but I'm going to make it an adage. Ass is more powerful than morals. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't work either. <laughs> I, I won't fuck that person because you know. Oh no, wait, they they want me to fuck. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, so that's my problem with that relationship. It's just, it, it's made no sense to me. Back when even she was just a criminal and the fact that she's killed people, I'm like, dude, this is just... And, and again, if it, if it was that he was in a bad relationship like this, in a healthy one, and it was made note of and he got out of it and then stayed out of it, yes, now we have an arc of a, le- or of a learning lesson. Right. But because everyone thinks it's just cute that Batman and Catwoman are together it's like that's just right. i don't get it okay yeah, that's my thing jeez i mean i i, I know you're gonna say no okay yeah she's like no, no i don't know i don't know <laughs> so let's do the lightning round quick lightning uh, a bunch of yay and nays of couples that you think work for, um that work 
Or just, well, just t- toss out the couple. Oh, just and toss we'll out the couple. Okay, work. let's do it that way. All right. <laughs> okay, go ahead. That was my lightning. Okay. <laughs> all right. Spider-Man Mary Jane. Love it. Yeah, it's all right. Meh. Yeah, it's all right. Meh. Spider-Man Gwen, Gwen Stacy. Uh, oh, wow. I don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> That's the neck crack. Did you like it or not? I mean, I, I like it better than him and Mary Jane, but, you know... Um, Actually, yeah. you know, yeah, I, I would go with that. It's yeah, okay. I, I like it. it's just cute, but I mean, the fact that I think the relationship was so short that I think we like it more in theory than in reality. You know, I just I personally, um, Superman Lois Lane. I, I've always I've been on record saying that I like that. I just think it's too long. Nah, it's, uh, it's, it's time to give it up. Yeah, and and it is. It's been done. He should just like carry her up in the air and just be like, "Hey, babe, you know what? This is not working for me," and just drop her. <laughs> oh, there's been lots of comments. Thank God you don't have superpowers. <laughs> <laughs> Look at any of the covers of uh, Superman's girlfriend Lois Lane, and he's done that lots of times. <laughs> <laughs> there's just some great covers. Daredevil and Elektra. For its time, for its time, it was fine. I'm glad they haven't, haven't they haven't revisited it. They're so planning to though on do another Electra book. I think they said Electra no. book. Well, she's got her own comic coming out. I know, but yeah. I don't know if he'll be the love interest or not. Uh, Wonder Woman, Steve Trevor. No, 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 no. Exactly. no. Thank you, um, Aquaman and Mira. Yes. I, I love them. I yes. think they're such a great couple. Oh come on, <laughs> they're all right. Oh. I'll tell you one thing. I warmed up more to them when it was the Brave and the Bold. Okay. All right. I, like, I, I like that Outrageous. <laughs> yeah. All right. Hank Pym and the Wasp. Smack. <laughs> <laughs> Leave Hank Pym's abusing ass alone, but I'm glad that's done. Yeah. yeah. Like that. Um, Miracle Man and Big Barda. Oh, yeah. The fact oh. that he's willing to date a woman named Big Barda, you got to go with that. <laughs> well, remember, he can get himself out of any situation. <laughs> Except for marriage, evidently. <laughs> Wait, Miracle Man was dating Big Barda? Yeah. Always. They've been together for ages. Shit. Where you been? I'm trying to see if you have another one that, that's on my list. Go ahead. Green Arrow, Black Canary. That's the one I was looking for. Love that couple. I love them. I think they are the greatest couple. They're a great couple, but I wouldn't want to be in their fights. No. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Shit, woman? Elongated Man and Sue Dibney. Too soon? Wow. <laughs> yeah, she's dead. <laughs> not, but not his fault. No. no the way exactly. he said it, though, yeah, she's dead. <laughs> no, I liked it. They were cute, but they weren't that impressive. How Kitty Pride she... and Colossus. That I just like seems, that. It seems interesting, but it's like opposites. Yeah, I got a yeah. guy who's hard and then a girl who's soft. How about the fact that... There you go. <laughs> how, how about the Giggity. fact that, that she wanted him when she was 14 and he was 19 at the time? The you think time. Colossus had... I mean, Cyclops had a little talk? Uh, Peter, in our country, no. <laughs> we call that rape. Fourteen can get you twenty. Peter. In, in Mother Russia, if there's grass on the field, play ball. <laughs> Unless you're in Siberia, then you know something's wrong. If there's snow on the field. That's a gilf. <laughs> uh, Robin and Batgirl, otherwise known as Nightwing and Oracle. I was waiting for that one. Or, or, or Nightwing, like Nightwing and the original Batgirl. Yeah, yeah, yeah I like true. that. I like them together. But what about Robin and Starfire? Hmm. I always thought Starfire was hotter than, than than Barbara Gordon. But did you think it was a good relationship? That was if I was Nightwing, I'm, I'm approving it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm Nightwing. I approve. <laughs> and we have to be politically correct, and I have no problem with this. Apollo and Midnighter. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yes. I actually like their relationship. They're great. Oh, they're great. It's, it's the ultimate fanboys, Batman, Superman who's, being together. Apollo and, Mid- Apollo and Midnighter. No, no, they're no, no. from... Um, oh, who's Green Lantern dating? Um, well, the currently? Other, the, no, the... Um, Hal Jordan and Carol Ferris. No, 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 no. The other Green Lantern. Alan Scott. Yeah, Alan, Alan Scott. Alan Scott. Who is he? Alan Scott. Um, who's the original Green Lantern? 
Remember in, in Earth Two? In Earth Two, in Earth Two, in Earth Two, he's gay, right? Yeah, he's gay. Oh, oh now, uh, well, his guy's dead, and I don't know the guy. Damn! He, he was, I told you he was dead in the first issue. No, I just remember you, you told oh. me about how they drew him. Oh, and, yeah, he was in, he was introduced and killed in the first issue. Fuck! Uh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But going back to Apollo Midnight, I liked when they did that. Yeah. Because I was like, okay, because they they the only time they even talked about same sex relationships was they mentioned it with North Star. And that was like a big hubbub about right. that. And when you know he's, he's married now. That's he's, right. Yeah, he's yeah. married to his guy now. Right. But, you know, when, when they did it with Apollo and Midnighter, I'm like, I don't know if they're doing it because they're trying to make a statement or they're trying to fuck with Marvel. Uh, DC. I mean, DC, sorry. I like think Marvel both. fucking with DC. I think both, actually, personally, you know. Yeah. But I like their relationship. What about Daredevil and Karen Page? That was before she was the model, porn actress, anti-porn activist, and then dead. No. <laughs> you got to do that much explaining. No, I, don't, I, I didn't like Karen, Karen Page that much. Um, let's see. Hal Jordan and Carol Ferris, the original Green Lantern and uh, his woman. I thought their relationship was just kind of there. You mean Hal Jordan and Star Sapphire? Uh, yeah, the original Star Sapphire. Yeah. yeah. I just thought it was kind of there. Yeah. What yeah. about Ben Grimm and Alicia Masters? Ben Grimm and Alicia Masters? Is she blind still? She's uh, always yes. been blind. She's <laughs> always blind. She's still blind. And I still want to know how they do it. Because that girl's got the, like walls of steel. Well, he's he's ben laying Grimm, down, the and then she's oh. it's still top. rocky. That's still that's a rocky Craig. Oh, that yeah, I don't understand how that works. I don't. I mean, I, I don't know if it's like all rock, he uses rock, a lot rock, of normal flesh. And like, does he use a lot of lube as well? Because is the foreskin hard? <laughs> a lot of lube. You mean chicken fat? <laughs> Lard. And believe it or not, there was a time there was even Silver Surfer and Leisha Masters. You don't want to know about that. Wait, yeah, you Silver don't Surfer and Alicia Masters, but you I heard, but it, wasn't it Johnny Storm also on Alicia Masters? Yeah, too? she's she's gotten around. She said everyone but Reed. She's a whore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm gonna use a Bell Biv DeVoe line. Me and the crew used to do it. That's what they're saying. <laughs> but you know, Sue Storm was always invisible around her. Like, you better leave Reed alone. You better leave Reed alone. <laughs> Why would she have to be invisible around a blind woman? <laughs> <laughs> That's true too. <laughs> Before you continue, and I don't know if it's on your list, but I wanted to throw one on your list that might not be there. What about the thing in She-Hulk? Because they kind of hinted at that well, being. They only hinted, but I don't ever. Did they ever? Well, I mean, I don't know. I don't. I haven't read a lot of. I mean, I read a lot of Fantastic Four, but I've never seen them before but they, the fact that they hinted it recently in ff and okay. fantastic four they kind of hinted at it so i'm like hmm, how would you feel about that the um, thing and, yeah, Je- and our girl Jennifer I, I'm, I'm good with that i i could care less if they they got together do you have the eternal loves on there the eternal loves yeah mm-hmm. hawkman and hawk girl yes hawkman and hawk girl on my list what do oh. we think there yeah no yeah, <laughs> I just find their love boring because it's always like yeah. we have to be together. Ah, oh, fuck you. <laughs> you know? I like when DC did that play on like you know she was like, so you mean every time I get resurrected, I ha- you know you're gonna find me and we have to be together. Fuck. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I have to be with you. I've been killing myself I, for a reason. I love that. Yeah, <laughs> you know. And of course, we already touched on one. But what about Cyclops and Jean Grey, Madeline Pryor, and, and Jean Grey, and then Emma Frost, and then Teen Jean Grey. <laughs> And then Teen Jean Grey. No. I, I like Cyclops and Jean Grey together, but I think one thing that Mike has kind of pointed out to me, because he's brainwashed me, <laughs> is the fact that Jean never really said, she never had her own character. No. And their relationship was never anything of substance. So I guess for me, through nostalgia's sake, I like them together, but. Yeah. I mean, it's only in the old writings that you like them together. Um, Black Panther and Storm. Black Panther and Storm. That's just, they you know, say, up, hey, black people together. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Yeah. They're powerful and they're black. Put them together. That's right. Yeah, I hate, I hate it. And they're both from Africa. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that, I love that. I, and then I, they knew each other as kids for some odd reason. Well, yeah, right? Because all Africans know each other. I'm a prince and I'm a criminal. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, I don't get that. It happens. Um, Vision and Scarlet Witch. Robot and mutant. Still wondering how the fuck that works. Well, oh, you're a robot. You fucking... He vibrates. <laughs> that works. Vibrate. Vibrate. I love the way you said that. <laughs> that works. Let me, honey, where, how do I program your vibration, pulse, and heat setting again? <laughs> Is right. it the blue button or the red? Oh, it's the green for go, go, go. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you just push my oil exchange button. Fart. <laughs> um, and then they're not heroes, but I thought I'd end it with these two Thanos and Death. Because he's De- always Death is always death. shitting on him. Yeah. <laughs> I love that about their relationship. They're not a good couple, but I think that I love about the relationship. He's like that obsessed guy that's like, yo, but you'll come talk to me. And she's like, whatever, dude. Yo, but I can make people die. So I'm death. I make people die all the time. <laughs> but what I really love though is the way you went, I don't think they're a good couple, but and I'm like, she's death. I don't think anything in death is a good couple. <laughs> <laughs> It's like yeah. the minute you put it in there, it's done. done. Literally. Done. I've Are you done one. yet? Yeah, I'm dead. <laughs> I've got one that oh, yeah. you didn't mention. Oh, what's that? What about Peter Parker and the Midget? I was thinking of that. You know, I was trying to think of how Parker the word is. If you're not reading Superior Spider-Man, Dr. Octopus, who now is in Peter Parker's body, is dating a one of the professors at his college that he's gone back to school for his, his um, right. doctorate. Right. Well, she now is part owner of his company. Right. So was like, it Anna Marie something? I can't think of what her name is. Yeah, I can't remember her name. Either. She's a midget. Yeah, she's, she's a, midget. a little person. She's a little, she's a little person. All right. Yeah. She's a midget. Well, she's a yeah, midget. because yeah. Doc Ock, you know, he sees her beauty, whereas Parker is like, "Oh, Mary Jane's a whore, but I love her." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you it's know, that I'm not, she had no interest in me at first, but I want her. But you know, like how you talk about um, when we talked about off the podcast, you said you like your Superman not killing people. I like my Peter Parker with women that are his height. That's just me. <laughs> <laughs> Because then it looks like I'm, I'm, I'm having sex with a child. I just can't do that. And nothing bad, nothing against people who, who have sex with little people. I just think Peter Parker should be with somebody. His well, it's height. just, I mean, it definitely is, for a comic book world, it's a forced situation. For your so. mainstream cat right. yeah, no, And I'm fine with it, you know. But I did like, I, I, I did appreciate it for what it was, though. And one more I'll throw out yeah. there. Hawkeye and Spider-Woman. I like Spider Woman too much for her to be dating a loser. <laughs> I just really wow. If, if she was Hawkeye's my friend, if she was my friend, I'd be like, "You can do way better." He's Girl. a loser that can take out a whole bunch of guys in one room with the lights out. Come and, on, and, and he has with one arrow, <laughs> with one arrow, and it was broken. <laughs> Actually, he took out a room of I think three or four guys with his fingernails, and that's no lie. <laughs> and then she sits there and looks at you and says, "Oh, that's why he tried to take my eye out." <laughs> oh, that was something different. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, if she was, if she was a friend of mine but you can do way better have you ever met thanos <laughs> <laughs> well i'll say i'll say this i mean with, with, with her um hormones and her pheromones that she can get anybody she wants basically. oh yeah yeah so it's like well, yeah you could do so much better well did you ever did you read um the new avengers when they had first gotten together when they first made the yes. book i just love that it's um one of her more lesser known powers at least at the time because even in her comic it was it'd be brought up only when it was necessary is that she can consciously if she wants to increase her pheromone production so it attracts men and some women if it's applicable but normally it repels women and not like in a running away screaming like makes women naturally hate her um and even without her um upping it willingly her natural pheromone production is still way higher than any other woman's would be so she's just naturally attracting men to some degree so that um, when the new Avengers had formed and it was uh what is it Captain America Iron Man uh, Power Man Spider-Man and her and maybe and Wolverine. Else. and Wolverine, right? So she had just come in. She's changing, and I think she changed to a regular outfit, or just changed it to her new, her normal costume. 
And she was just like, by the way, you know, did I tell you guys that I produce pheromones, you know, that increase attraction? And Iron Man was just like, oh, no, no. Um, Power Man was just like, oh, thank God, man. I thought it was just me. He goes, because damn, girl, I know you're hot, but, you know. And, and Iron Man was just like, oh, I thought I was going to have to go to see, like, HR or something like that. <laughs> like, all these guys were, like, sweating it all that time, you know, trying to keep it in line. Always <laughs> like, down, boy. Down. Always, exactly. Always love Spider-Woman the way they drew her. I, I, love, I love, oh, my God. She's just, she was always drawn so sexy. And I hate when someone tries to overdraw her. When they go from sexy to, you know, just obnoxiously bodacious like it's like she is a sexy character if you just draw her in normal proportions with her costume she's just sexy and with that long in fact that super super long thick hair that she has yeah she's always been great you know i i actually own her original series yeah well they weren't that great but they're good okay so there you have it um a look at love in the superhero realm sometimes it can cause a power couple and sometimes love can make a power failure Geeks on the go. I felt like I could take a little break. G could do that very well. Good job, G. All right, very good job. I think we're gonna. What are you you doing next next Saturday when when the cap is probably not going to be invited? I'm gonna be working. Aww. (laughs) Do do they have chairs where you work? (laughs) Damn. No. 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 No no chairs. No No chairs. (laughs) Mr. Superman, no here. All right, you know the segment. I give quick questions. They quick gay gear. What the hell? Jeez. Stutter is back. I, I, I did pretty good for the whole show. Um, I give quick questions. What the fuck? <laughs> you you give quick you questions? Not, just stop while you're you ahead. Why don't you say it, babe? You don't right. give quick questions. <laughs> this is it. Geeks on the Go Love Edition. Ooh. Right. I was going to say that you say... I give quick questions. They give quick answers on all things geek, and we never make it under a minute. But they try. Lord knows I don't fucking try. Yeah. Under a minute is taking you under twenty minutes just to get the introduction going. <laughs> <laughs> and I want to thank the guys for not making too many um, shortcoming sex jokes in front of my girlfriend. Thank you very much. <laughs> under a minute, isn't that your side of the neck? <laughs> She's the one that tells us all those jokes. <laughs> just no heads up. Yeah. Okay. So. Should I ask you guys a question since you're... Oh, wow. You want to ask the question? Well, because I'm not... Cap, you're dating a woman that can read? (laughs) Oh! The amazing things you learn each and every day. I assumed she was going to be blind first, but then (laughs) read too. I'm not the thing. (laughs) So it's just those obviously there. Really? I thought it was up here where it says Peter Parker and his midget. <laughs> wow, she's getting that just, nasty. That just sounded like a bad sex porn. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I wasn't ready, but throw me in the mix. All right, but great. Then, now, you know you got to call, after you ask the question, you got to have to call out each of us to answer it. Yeah, no, I know. Okay. You don't have to go in order. You can just pick and choose, but we'll all have to answer. Good. Now I'm going to mix it up. I'm going to put you last all the time. Wow. Which which is not really mixing it up. (laughs) Cap's got this. All right. All right. Are we ready? Awesome. Let's start that timer I guess we don't get to answer her. All right. Uh, Geeks on the go. I would love to see the Avengers. Mike. Uh, You want to see the Avengers what? I don't know. You have to something answer something timer. Something timer. Okay, these questions okay. is I would he sent, love. He sent us questions, <laughs> and it says I would love to see the Avengers comics get rid of. Oh no! See over here it says I would love to see yeah, the I Avengers. Dot dot dot. Get rid of. I would love to see. Oh my god! Movie no, that's not what I sent at all. Oh shoot! No, 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 no. Okay, let's get it clear. So you, he sent you your. 
All right. I don't know how that happened because that's not what it says on my email. But let me let me explain. Mm-hmm. Basically, what it is is that I'm saying, what the heck? I don't even have that. But here's what it says. I'm, the questions are basically fill in the blank. So I would love to see the Avengers blank. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Wow. <laughs> this is a very instructional Geeks on the Go, even yes. for us. <laughs> yes. All right. All right, G, let's start it again. You ready? <laughs> and of course, when you're here, your boyfriend messes up. <laughs> That's even happens, when I'm though. not here, you mess up. Oh, wow. <laughs> And that's the truth. <laughs> so that's our show for today. So for Mike, the finance guy. <laughs> hey, put that back. We're still on. <laughs> okay. All right. All yeah. right. Let's actually do this Geeks on the Go all right. edition the right way. All right. Let us know when you're ready. He'll start the timer. All right. Let's start that timer then. Okay. I would love to see the adventures. Mike. Get rid of long-ass storylines and about 300 members. <laughs> Ralph. I would have to agree with Mike. Cap. Um, have a four to five man roster. Okay. I would love to see Spider-Man's new movie have Cap. Gwen Stacy die. Oh. Mike. Snap. Uh, a really good rhino. Ralph. Uh, a good storyline. <laughs> okay. All right. I would love to see the Batman comic have Ralph. Ooh. More love stories. Ooh. Oh, Mike. Wow, that that was entrancing. <laughs> I want to have I wanted to have an issue where all Damien clones are murdered <laughs> violently. <laughs> Toss them in a blender. <laughs> yeah. no, no drink. <laughs> I, I was gonna say no, Robin, but Mike took my answer, so fuck it. <laughs> I would love to. S- oh wait, I would love if the Justice League movie had. Uh, Mike. Um, I'd say I'd like if it had a well thought out script instead of trying to compete with the Avengers. Ralph. Less Affleck and more Cavill. Cap. Three more years after the um, Superman Batman movie. (laughs) All right, and that's it for Geeks on the Go. Yay! (laughs) Yay! Look at that. She did it way better than you did. She stumbled when she said Justice League. (laughs) I stumbled because. For the majority of your questions, I would love to see. I would love to see. I would love to see. That fourth one just got lost. And and I would is, love if the... And this see? is where reading becomes important, babe. <laughs> I'm glad you did it. Reading yes. is fundamental. Yes. yes. <laughs> no, but no, but um, G, thank you for doing a very great job yeah, of being along with us. we're keeping it geeky. And remember, don't eat yellow snow. I hear That's it's my something. line. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> so, you told me to read this section right here. Except for this. Oh, oh goodness. Okay. So, <laughs> all right. Now you know why, why, why we're not on the show together because we'd kill each other. And that's our show for this week. So, for Mike the Finance Guy, <laughs> Ralph the Tech, and the lovely... And loud Gigi, I'm the cap saying, keep it geeky. And remember, don't eat yellow snow. I heard it's salty. Thanks, Gigi. I already said that. I know you did. (laughs) It was funnier the first time. (laughs) 